Did you take him down from the tree? We don't move the bodies. What is it? A god. Ancient. One of the Yutan. A bastard of the spring of the Loki. We do not say its name. Because you're afraid of it. We worship it. It keeps us here. Let us live beyond natural life. No more pain. No more death. Your ritual begins tonight. It is a privilege to worship. You will kneel before the god. If not, it will hang you from the trees. Why me? Your pain is great. Yeah, I'm not like you, and I will not live like this. You will kneel before it, like the rest of us. You're listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. Episode 124, welcome to the Buzz to Kill Podcast, where today we are talking about... Nordic, more like Bordic. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't come up with a title. What about Mordic? I kind of like that, though. <laughs> well, no, because these movies weren't boring. The though. best one that I could come up with was uh, Norse Mixology. That's the best one that I... But we're not really mixing drinks, so it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Well, I'm Just saying. I have some Dr. Pepper in my belly, and I've got beer that I'm about to drink, so I'm you kind got, of... You got Jack over there, too, though, so you can make it Dr. Jack. <laughs> there we go. You can put some water in there. Just there figured go. it out. How would you put water in there? I don't know. Who, drink, who drinks water? Besides, nowadays, if you drink water, you'd go out and your stomach would freeze. I thought that was just for washing your hands. <laughs> right? Right? This, well, all of my water is... And that four point five percent ABV. <laughs> What's going actually, on, guys? Actually, I'd love a water right now. Hold on. Oh, uh, there it is. There, there it is. Quench <laughs> that thirst. Does anybody need one of these, by the way? Uh, I'm good. Okay. What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. Sorry, I'm Jim. I'm Justin. And uh, in the hot seat this week, we have Mr. Jansen Pants. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say I'm Blood Eagle. <laughs> Bloody Eagle. We'll call you Bloody Eagle from now on, Bloody Bloody sir. It's, it's a Viking that, torture really or something, I think. It's a what? It's supposed to be like a Viking torture. I was like, that sounds stupid. Oh, I think <laughs> I think you mean the pair of anguish. <laughs> Get out of my head. I was just thinking that. <laughs> well, you can't uh, tell us that there's a, a Viking torture called Blood Eagle and then not tell us what it is. Oh, oh hey, baby, you want to do the Blood Eagle tonight? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sounds kinky we, and we call that getting your painful. red wings here in the, I in the States. I believe I can fly. Oh, God. <laughs> Actually, it's funny you say that because what it is is apparently it is... Apparently? What, I, I see where he's going. Synchronicities. <laughs> <laughs> it's where they they cut open your back and they, saw, they cut your ribs 
from your spine. This is a sexy time thing? No, this <laughs> no, is it's a torture. torture. <laughs> it's an execution. I thought it, I thought you, the same as you, Mike. I was all right. I see where this is going, and then I didn't know where it was going. Oh yeah, rip that rib right off there. <laughs> <laughs> but you, they spread the ribs open, and then they pull your lungs out and make your lungs into wings. Dude, that's awesome. It sounds like um, it sounds like two things. There's um, it sounds like a Mortal Kombat fatality. Is what it, it sounds really like. does. It kind of sounds like the Angel of Death trap from Saw. Oh three. yeah. Three? R- saw three straight open rips her no, rips her ribs out uh, but then yeah. I think also in the first season of Hannibal he did that like almost that exact thing well they did it with skin oh okay yeah alright but yeah if you ever want to ruin your day just search for it because you're like oh wow that's good effects oh that's a real dead body mm-hmm. having that done yeah, it I'll, I'll makes you want right to blood <laughs> eagle yeah it's like oh I kind of want to cry now yeah, you know? <laughs> gonna get, yeah I'm gonna look it up right now <laughs> What do you uh, what do you what do you call what do you call a cannibal teacher? What? Hannibal Lecturer. It's <laughs> <laughs> good, right? Yeah. We're off to, we're wow. off to a banging start. <laughs> oh wow. Um, anyway, how have you guys been? Good. How are you doing? Uh I, I'm surviving this uh winter vortex oh, that we yes. have uh, going on right yes. now. Yes, we are coming we're coming oh, at you from the the Arctic tundra this week. Uh, yep, it's a uh, negative. It was negative twenty five or twenty six. I think today was the with lowest. Wind, I saw. With wind chill, the yep. am, the ambient temperature was negative one. four. No, it was negative four. Oh, today. was it really? Yep. Now you Jeez. see, before you got here, Jim, I suggested that we uh, we run the show from outside today because no other podcast is doing that right now. We would all. And die. How cool would that be? Except for a <laughs> podcast, maybe in Florida, and then they're, like, and they're looking at us and it's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> like, we can do that here and not die. So, somehow we'd have to find out how to upload our episode with no hands, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> we'd be, they'd be amputated by the end of the night. I, um, it I is do, brutally cold I have been outside. All day on my phone, I've just been getting pop-ups from like the Weather Channel app, from CNN, from Wish.com, from, from, from <laughs> Wish.com, all these different places. Like talking about these wind chills, though, and they say don't stay outside for more than a couple minutes because you'll die. Basically, I literally had some like death can occur in minutes type yeah. things. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking to myself, what a bunch of pussies. I mean, as, as long as you have like at least a decent jacket on and you're covered up a little bit, you're fine. I mean, I wouldn't recommend staying out there for hours at a time, you know, but like I was outside working today. I was, you know, I didn't die in a matter of minutes just from being outside. It's not like you get out there and you just start freezing, you know? I feel you. You're, such, you're I, such a man. <laughs> I went out this, this morning to warm the cars up and, uh, you know, there was some frost on there, scraped the windshields and all that. And it wasn't bad. The sun was out and I was like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, you wouldn't, I want, feel you wouldn't like, want to spend hours and hours out there. No, I was you, probably or, out for like 15, say, 20 or minutes or something an like hour. that. You wouldn't even want to spend probably like, an hour. I but. feel like more than anything, they're just telling people to be responsible and well, don't sure. underestimate what the cold can it's do. It's just so doom Cause you, and gloom, cause some, though, you know? some idiot yeah. might go out there with no gloves on and decide to like shovel his walk with no gloves on. And yeah. you could, like in this kind of weather, you could totally get um, frostbite, frostbite within you know 15 minutes or so. Ellie is scared to death. That's gonna happen to me. Like she, she will not let me come home tomorrow unless she's like. First thing you gotta do is you gotta stop at Home Depot. You gotta get yourself some gloves for work. I'm like, babe, I'll be fine. I'm not. I'm. Not, I'm working in the office tomorrow. She's like, but you gotta walk to and from your car. I'm like, 
Oh, Weather Channel, why are you doing this to my wife? She loves you, and she she just wants those precious digits to be okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You don't have... Gong! It it makes sense now. Thank you. Look at this. Did did you guys just get an emergency alert? I did not. What did we get? Emergency alert. Due to extreme temps, consumers at Consumers Energy ask everyone to lower their heat to 65 or less through Friday. Oh my All right. Gosh. Actually, that's not that big of a deal because I want to be gone. <laughs> I don't because because like like a like a like a smart person. What do, what do I do when we get record low temperatures? You lower your heat. I decide to go vacation north in Canada. <laughs> that's what I do. It's probably warmer up there right now. Uh, it's it's a, it's roughly the same. They have the same mornings that we do. Why um, why should we lower our heat to sixty five though? Because there's because they're using so much power. Yeah, they're trying oh, they're trying to limit how much power people. Oh, are using. Well, screw they them. Power. Try having better infrastructure consumers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, we have cons- uh, consumers energy can actually lower our heat. Man- manually themselves. They can. Yes, we we got a free uh, a smart. Oh, no, there it is. Wow, yours is much more intense than ours. We uh, we got Doom a free, and uh, like I said, uh, the smart thermostat. Yeah, with we can use the phone app and all that from them. But it was under the uh, in the rules that that they are allowed to adjust it. So if there's a extreme power usage, they wow. can control to lower or raise our temperature. You know, summer, winter, whatever. To uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not lowering my temp to 65. <laughs> sorry. What, what, a, what a bunch of dicks, guys! It's the coldest it's ever been. Turn your heat down. Turn your heat down. <laughs> What what which one did they give you? They better have given you some like awesome one in order to get that sort of power. It, it's not bad. I mean, it was free, <laughs> <laughs> and it works. I can I can be in bed and be like, oh, it's a little cold this morning. Let me just bump that up a notch before I get up out of bed. Yeah, I and actually I can... just <laughs> there you go. I I understand that being worth it. Hey, but... when you're when you're doing a show where you talk, when you you just talk oh. and all people do is hear your voices, showing each other pictures on your phone doesn't do anything. <laughs> Hey, it's been 14, 17 weeks since I've been on here. I'm not used to it anymore. It's by design because all you do is come on here and show people pictures on your phone, <laughs> asshole. Yep. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's that's yeah, what's I, going on. We're I just kinda... do, we just yeah, we've we've all pretty much been hunkered, hunkered down, down because yeah. it's cold as fuck outside. Yep. Um, and I said I'm an idiot going for on vacation up to Toronto. Yeah. Tomorrow in, well, in New what, York, which is Toronto even which is even further toward the polar vortex. So well, by, um, have a fun by vacation Saturday, by Saturday and Sunday. I believe it is. It's supposed to be like forty degrees. Yeah, no, so was, yeah, it's it, crazy. It's like forty-seven, I think. So on the, Saturday, my trip back so. is going to be fine. The trip there, though, you know, I'll just take it easy. I'm not going to. The problem is, is that the is the four hundred two. I believe it is. It's the big yeah. Canadian highway. Uh-huh. The four hundred two is just it's just open, but there's nothing stopping the wind. Which makes it kind of dangerous. Mm-hmm. So we'll take our time. We'll get there. I'm not going to speed or anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just take our time. We got nothing. I went. Nothing I, pressing. I went to leave my house for the far, first time. Like, I, I have the feist time. Feist time. I haven't driven my car in a couple of days. Um, because when I came to your house the other night, I drove Aaron's car, and so I went to turn the envoy on for the first time in a couple of days, and it made the same sound that I make when I get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like. <laughs> it seriously took like five seconds to turn over. <sighs> I don't yeah. wanna. My car's been yelling at me. My when I it's it's actually not good to leave your car running like in your driveway. Yeah. It's, you do it to get the car warm for you. Right. Leaving a car running like that is actually not so great for it. I've heard. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, though, my car is loud right now. Like it's it's not that it's struggling, but it's like it's it's not. 
purring like a tiger. Time for a new one. Don't <laughs> <laughs> fucking fuck, tell me that. Uh, don't talk to Mike about his <laughs> yeah. new car. He's having buyer's remorse. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am, but whatever. All right. Anyway, speaking of remorse, let's get into some corrections from last week. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> stupid. You're so stupid. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, uh, I'll start I'll this one start. off. Yeah. How about it? Yeah. So we were trying to think of the the thing on the front of a train last week, mm-hmm. and I called it I called it a cattle pusher, which cattle, I suppose you cow, could the cow cutter. It's a cow catcher. Oh, I, it doesn't it, really catch him though. Ramrod. <laughs> it, ca- <laughs> it catches him off guard. Yeah. I so guess. in a way, it yeah. catches them. <laughs> yeah, it's Ooh. called a cat. Scourge. All right. Uh, yeah, you got you got one. Uh, I got yeah, a few I, here. So yeah, go ahead. Uh, slurry is the name of the coal mud. Not slurry, s- not silt. Sl- I almost yeah. said slit. I'm like, oh, that's not what you call that at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I was trying to think of the uh, when you see faces in weird, yeah, weird places. Faces and places. Um, oh shit! So uh, seeing uh, the the phenomenon of seeing like weird patterns and and stuff like that is called apophenia, and then pareidolia is a form of apophenia, and pareidolia is the one where you see like faces in the clouds, faces mm-hmm. in the trees, stuff and, like that. And and you also see synchronicities and everything. Synchronicities, yeah. <laughs> what about like faces and like a blanket? Uh, pareidolia. Okay. You mean we, like your John we, Lennon one? Yeah, I remember <laughs> we had this, this blue blanket that was like kind of like velvety, and if you pushed your hand through it one direction, it would leave the the, the darker face of that. Oh, yeah. And it, it, it had a perfect John Lennon face and then a baby face next to it. That's weird. Is, it was weird and creepy, and they looked just like Lennon. I remember <laughs> you sent me a picture of it. It actually did look exactly like John Lennon. Or did you show me a picture? I can't remember. Um, <clears throat> do, you have anyth- you do you have anything else? Uh, yeah, I got a couple things there. All right, because you did ask a question last week. Okay, and I yeah. To, so I before, want to return to that. Before we get to that, um, we I was trying to recall like the history of the Rosa Parks bus, and I just wanted to kind of clarify that. So this is this is the story of the Rosa Parks bus. Uh, the Rosa Parks bus, uh, which was bus number 2857, was retired in the early 70s and then was found rusting in an Alabama field for 30 years. Oh, wow. It was just sitting there. Uh, in 2001, it was found and it was brought to auction and it was sold to the Henry Ford uh, Museum for $492,000. Holy smokes. Outbidding even the Smithsonian. Really? Which is pretty crazy. That's really cool. Um, they then spent another $300,000 in restoring <laughs> it. And you had asked, uh, one of you guys had asked whether or not you could, if wh- how you could sit in the actual seat. Right. right. Turns out the seats were, were already removed before they bought it. Mm-hmm. So oh, whoever okay. left it sitting in that field in Alabama had removed the seats, right? Which that's why they're, they, no, they'll let you sit in any of the chairs. Right, so right. It doesn't matter. Now, but, were um, there a replacement? seats put on there to make it look like a, a regular yeah, operating they, bus again yeah they 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 restored it to the t they use all parts from the time they use like as, as much authentic things as possible so all the right. seats are back in there it's all painted it's all it looks brand new in 2003 is when they actually put it back on display so within like like what less than two years from buying it and putting it out or let's play a year and a half around there so they, they turned it around pretty quickly which right. i thought was pretty interesting yeah but, uh, that's cool yeah uh, do you have any other nope, corrections? That's all I got. All right, so let's get to this question. Yes. So last week. Last week, you you asked me, uh, what was it during the news mm-hmm. during the the uh, lead feed uh, about my fan casting pick for unsolved mysteries? I said we'd get back to it in the tofu. We never came back to it. So I have two choices. Okay. <clears throat> my first one for the creepy factor. So I wanted to go with people who were pretty creepy. And who had like a good voice, like good, you know, deep or gravelly voices. 
Willem Dafoe was one of my first choices because oh, he's just all around yeah. creepy, and he does have a very like when he's when he's talking very seriously, his his voice gets really low and gravelly. Yeah. I can't. And he's got, I, I can't not like picture his voice though without hearing the little twang that he uses in Boondock Saints. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like yeah. he kind of he kind of chuckles up his voice a little bit. But if you if know, you think fun. about it outside of that, I actually watched. Uh, so I wanted to find like a good creepy video of him like using a deep voice today, and he's got this little. I guess you would call it a short film. It's like two minutes long on YouTube, and it's called Mind the Gap. Okay. And it's about him talking about the gaps in his teeth. And it's <laughs> profoundly creepy. <laughs> so look that up, and then I think that would give you a good representation of why I think he would be good. The other person, though, that I thought, and this is based this is based uh, not only on the fact that I love him so much, and he is... Uh, he's just great all around in everything that he does, but also because he's a very strange human being in real life. Uh, James Spader, I think, would be really good. Cause I he's, can see James Spader doing He's it. got a real darkness about him, like in, in real life. And, it, like, I know that he plays characters that have a darkness, and he's, he is, like, from from everything I've read, his character in The Blacklist yeah. is actually, like, how he is in real life. I have, I have another <clears throat> choice as well. Okay. John... Cougar Water. Melon Camp. Waters. John, no. It's <laughs> <That's like, laughs> a terrible pick. I just think it'd be really funny. <laughs> no. Yeah, it'd be funny. So That's the point. On the Unsolved Mysteries, <laughs> there is a woman who disappeared. <laughs> was it murder? Or was it ghosts? Shall we unpack this a little bit? <laughs> I think it'd be fantastic. <laughs> no, that would be terrible. I, oh, he, I love that. He is creepy, but he's creepy in a totally... Mysteries. <laughs> He's creepy, but he's he's not creepy in the right way. I'm only fifty percent joking about this. Steve Buscemi. Mm-hmm. Ah. Two. He's also kind of creepy, but but the the mystery is it, why his face looks like that. Though. Like that's, <laughs> that would, that's that's the mystery. I think uh, I, I think you really I think a lot of it has to do with the voice. Oh, I you, agree. Because you would only see Robert Stack during the cutscenes, and he looked creepy. Yep. <laughs> but. I, it's all about the voice to me, and it's gotta be it's gotta be right. And I think I think Willem Dafoe or James Spader would yeah. be a perfect choice I, for I, me personally. I, I think mine trumps you. I, I have two actually. Though. Is it Trump? No, it's, <laughs> it's not Trump. But it's the best unsolved mystery. It's the greatest it's mystery. Huge. It's completely unsolved. And I know mysteries better than anyone else. <laughs> I know it. You I've, know I've it. Actually, your friends know it. I've actually already solved all of these unsolved mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yours trumps mine apparently. First, we give. Vin Diesel, right? <laughs> because I say Vin Diesel should be in everything. Yo, who's ready to solve some shit? Right? <laughs> and the other one would be uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey. Who's ready to solve some mysteries? <laughs> you get a mystery. You get a mystery. Uh, uh, That'd be nope. awesome. It's, it's hard for me to pick somebody because... My mind is still blown even months later from the announcement of Jordan Peele heading Twilight Zone. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. to me, that is so perfect. Yeah. I'm just so excited about it. I can't, th- I, I don't have margin to think you about. Can't, you can't get your mind right out of it. Well, that's fair. Oh. If you come up with something by the end of the show, though, let oh, us know. Oh, heck yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll try to think of something. <clears throat> you, yep. uh, do you actually, so John Waters was your actual... No, I said last week, Miley Cyrus. She's got that cigarette <laughs> voice. I think it's perfect. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right. So, uh, is anyway, that it? Is that's that it, it for that's corrections? All we got. Okay. Well, this week, uh, we 
We brought back our friend Jancy Pants. We've actually been trying to do this episode for a long, long yeah, time. Yeah, this, this is a long time in the making. We came up with this idea actually back before we started doing the Wheel of Pizza Death, which if you're a new listener, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Go back like 10 episodes yep. and it's in the last 10 episodes yep. or whatever. I swear we thought of this back at, like Easter. It was a long time yeah. ago. Because you and I talked about this while sitting like in the green room, like the holiday green room back at Shelby. Right. And it was so. it was right when the ritual came out, actually. Because mm-hmm. I was oh, like, yeah. oh man, that looks so good. I want to check it February. out. So we and, had, uh, we'd had the idea to do the show and then... Um, my girlfriend, Kristen, ended up going to Iceland. Iceland, Iceland. And uh, because she knows I, I, I do love the beer, mm-hmm. she brought me back a six-pack of Iceland, direct from Iceland, Icelandic uh, beer, this IPA. Mm-hmm. And so we're thinking, like, she actually bought it thinking that we could use it for the show. You know, so we're saying, well, what could we use it for? And then we realized that, well, Iceland is part of the Nordic countries. And these movies, these you know Norse mythology movies, you want to do is Nordic. Right. So there we go. That's how it fits. Exactly. Um, so this is a rarity, though. This is from the country of origin, like what's straight from. What's really weird, though, is that uh, in Iceland, apparently, they sell their beer in six-pack carriers, but they only give you four beers. It's yeah, strange. right. It's really weird. It's really strange because there's because there's because <laughs> there's a handle to because hold there's it. two beers missing from the six-pack. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that, Mike? Um, I, I believe the, the the scientific reason is suck a dick, James. Mike already drank two of these, <laughs> or rather, his lady drank one. And ooh, okay, so <laughs> I might I might have drank two. She might have sipped on one. Oh, well, just, okay. just saying. <laughs> uh, so so I was looking at the can uh, to, to 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 try and to try and uh, figure out if there was anything that I needed to. Oh. Oh, it's on the other side. Look at that. The English one? Did you okay. just find it? <laughs> all, all right. No, so, okay. So, I'm going to read three things then because uh, because this is pretty fascinating. So, it's in Norwegian on one side. Flip the can over. It's in English. Did you say what we're drinking yet? Oh, I'm sorry. Because we skipped that two it's weeks called, ago. It's called Oof Run Session IPA uh, NR.34. I don't know what that means. No idea. But... Uh, so it's in Norwegian on one side, it's in English on the other side, but I didn't notice the English one on the other side. So I typed the Norwegian ca- uh, caption or whatever into Google Translate. So I'm going to also read you that one because it's very bizarre. <laughs> so uh, are you for, reading the Norwegian one as well? First, I'm going to read you the Norwegian one. Okay. I'm going to do my best. Good luck. Urfran or Kraftmikkel likt Ughun a Kintil, Markbrotten en Mjuk in Vidbin, Urfrande ek Vexterek og purhumla pekagjord il pina skal. Pekagjord. I like that. I, that's pretty good. <laughs> that, that was bad. That right? was good. All right. Uh, Ufran howls in the key of mango, pineapple, and citrus over a multigrained bittersweet symphony that will impress your good taste and palate. Now here's Google Translate's version. <laughs> Oh my god. The ultrasound is powerful <laughs> as well, and she breeds a lot more than a soft in by the bones. Ultra thinic, evaxtrac, and pure humid packaged in paint. <laughs> I don't think I want to drink this. <laughs> Did they actually put like, the here? side of like the side of a weird like condom wrapper on the side of the can? Like, read she that breeds. Again. <laughs> oh shit, I just I just erased it. Like, that's what it sounded like. It was really, really bizarre. So uh, I <laughs> I don't know which one I like the best. I think actually the Google Translate. <laughs> I kind of do too. Ooh, that was ah, four crack, at a crack, time. Crack, crack, crack. No, smells go. nice. All right, that's a nice nose. Cheers. Notes. Cheers. Nose cheers. Notes. Cheers to uh, 
to the lady friend. And because uh, she, she brought it for us. And to the yes. lady friend and to Eastland. Eastland. Oh. Ooh. Ooh, that's really good. I love that. Like I said, it's there's no bite to it. Can you get this in the states? I don't think so. That's damn um, good. I know there's, a guy. There's no bite to it like a lot of IPAs. Mm. It's very smooth. Well, it's a um, session IPA. We should start sending them. This is like a chuggable IPA. Like I could just finish this oh, can yeah. right now. <clears throat> right, yeah, we should. But we I should, won't because there's only four because, cans. Because we like their beer so much, we should start sending Iceland American things. <laughs> just no specific location in Iceland. We'll just send it to Iceland. We'll just get like whoever a, gets it gets it. We'll get like a bunch of drones, mm-hmm. and we'll have them bring over like cases of like ketchup, and we'll just drop it over there. I'm, I'm sure Iceland will take kindly to a bunch of American drones flying into their airspace. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> what's going on? Now, what's, what else is more American than that? That's Catch, all I'm saying. Then ketchup? Yes. Is ketchup a, a an American I'm invention? Pretty sure it is. Look that up for me, will you? Wait. Look is ketchup up. an American invention? Just find out I where mean, ketchup I'll, I'll originated. I'll be honest. With you, I could be wrong. I don't really know my ketchup history all that well. Is Heinz American? Ooh, Heinz isn't really American. Heinz. But Heinz might not have invented it though. <laughs> it's Chinese. Oh. oh. That that came out of left field. So, wow. So I wasn't expecting <clears throat> that at all. What about ketchup? Uh, that was that would be that would be ketchup. <laughs> that would be Eastfield. <laughs> I was just going to come at, the, at you with the cat sub, actually. I said it was a year or two ago. I said that for now on, I will forever call ketchup cat sub. And have you stuck to that so far? Nope. But, <laughs> but starting today, starting today, right now, it is forever cat sub. Cat sub. Um, is there, there's no difference between ketchup and cat sub, right? It's just a, it's just a well, preference. Well, one's vegan yeah, and one's yeah. not. It's the one that's... Is that for real? No. That's not real. Oh, one is, oh, one's made with cats. Okay. No, just the sup from cats. <laughs> A suppling what, what, cat. What is the sup? I milk that up. Is sup. it the supple part of a cat? It's the. <laughs> Why does anybody listen to the show? I will never understand. Uh, nobody does really. <laughs> it's All just, right. It's just us listening. It, was, listening to it hundreds uh, of times was, every week. What was that word that James hates when you whisper it into the microphone? Sup. Nope. No. Not it. It's cupcakes. You fucker. Cuppy cake. I just want some. I just want some cuppy cakeies. Oh god! I even gross myself out. That was nasty. Cuppy cake. All right, Dom. Holy smokes! James, All right, well, I'm not, gonna, uh, I'm not gonna take it from you this week. Well, that's good because I'm better at it than you are. That's true. So we're talking about the ritual and what's it, what was the Troll other one? Hunter. Troll hunter. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. So that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. All right. So, uh, guys, you know my favorite way to start the news is? I don't know why it's my favorite. I don't even know why I started saying that. Usually it's really do, my uh, least favorite part. Because you're an asshole. You usually do newborn celebrities, right? Like new babies that come out, right? Yeah. Is that what you do? Yeah. I mean, it's that, but the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's reverse reverse. <laughs> we got reverse, reverse birth. Yeah. Well, today we got double your That's pleasure. That's a good way to look at it. It's a little happier. Just a reverse birth. <laughs> but a lot grosser. <laughs> well, which one's grosser? Reverse birth. That would be death. Death is grosser than birth? Depends uh, on what it is. I'm, I'm more thinking like anatomically. Oh, like actually putting <laughs> the baby back up there? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of What icky. are we talking about? Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> I, God, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, all right, we got, uh, <laughs> it's this Icelandic beer. It's going we straight got, to my head. 
we got a couple of stiffs this week. Um, oh, rest wow. in peace. <laughs> rest in peace. Uh, no, actually, these both of these hurt. These these both actually really suck. Um, rest in peace to Monster Squad and Hellboy makeup artist Matt Rose. Now, Matt Rose is probably not a name that most people know, uh, which is unfortunate. I had heard of him. I didn't know how deep, though, his roots went. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a dude that studied under... Um, studied under both Rick Baker and Stan Winston for a long time. Really? Worked with them a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick Baker went on, uh, I think it was Rick Baker, went on record saying that Matt Rose made him look good. Like, because this guy was just amazing. Like, he was like, one of the greatest, like, in that world, he was like one of the greatest <clears throat> sculptors that there was. Yeah. And he's a little bit, a little bit of an unsung hero. Mm-hmm. Um, his, uh, his projects include, and are not limited to, Aliens, Invaders from Mars, Harry and the Hendersons, Predator, Beetlejuice, Fright Night Part 2, Gremlins 2, Batman Forever, and most recently The Predator. But he worked wow. on a fuck ton of stuff. That's awesome. Like like it, like one of those guys that just worked for a long time. And unfortunately, you say a long time and offer everything he did, he passed away at the age of 53. Jeez, really? Which is super young. Um, did, uh, cause of death or anything? The, uh, there's no report <laughs> on the cause of death, but uh, the reports say that all signs point to natural causes. So no yeah. idea. I'm sure it'll come out. You know, if you're interested, you can follow up on it. But yeah. um, I'm sure it'll come out. Uh, I don't know if he was sick. Don't know if you know. If there's more to it. But um, right. But yeah, like, real shitty though. That guy gone well, well before his time, yeah. and uh, he will be missed in the world. But uh, yeah, he's the guy that made the uh, Gilman in Monster Squad. Oh he really? Did the, he did the entire Gilman uh, head and costume. Cool. Yeah. And then he actually did the the makeup effects and created the face of Hellboy. That's uh, awesome. With uh, Ron Perlman. So. Oh, that was James. Was it me? Get your like, electric phones out of your jams. Sorry. Uh, and the other one that literally just hit less than three hours ago, mm-hmm. probably. This one fucking hurts. Mm. Uh, rest in peace to Dick Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dick Miller, if if you don't know who he is, shame on you. Uh, but he is. Uh, he was in. <laughs> he played Murray in the uh, Gremlins movies. Yeah. Uh, yes, I knew that off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Um, he, uh, that's probably what he's most well known for. But he has been in so many things. Uh, he was the, one of the garbage men in the Burbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in The Howling, Piranha, uh, Roger Corman's Bucket of Blood, The Original Little Shop of Horrors, Death Race 2000, Twilight Zone movie, Chopping Mall, Night of the Creeps. Uh, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. I mean, the, the dude was a legend. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's just one of those guys where you would you see him in in, in like, horror movies feel more comfortable with him in it. If that yeah. makes sense. Sure. Him and um, what's his name? Uh, the uh, he was in um, My Bloody Valentine, the remake and the original. Uh, he played the uh, the cop in the in the remake. Travis Tritt. No, I, I can't <laughs> think of his name. It's not coming. But he's another one of those guys that. Uh, uh, like the like horror movies, just they feel comfortable with them. Like they're kind of like horror royalty and like genre royalty. Um, and we've and we lost one, you know, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't say what he passed away from, but like I said, he's ninety. Probably being so. super old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not, to, not to sound mean about it, but yeah. Well, no, I mean, like um, when you're ninety and you die, that's it's you're you're old. Yeah. You know? Um. Yeah. If you're if you're interested, uh, bloody disgusting posted a two part retrospective that Texas Frightmare put together a couple years ago about him. Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling a little sentimental and you want to go watch that, check that out. But um. Cool. Yeah. Rest in peace to Dick Miller. Absolutely. All right. Uh. So a lot of news this week coming out of the TV world. Almost all of it actually is TV news. Okay. Which is which is interesting. So um, I'm just gonna jump into it here. Uh. Sci-Fi has picked up Don Mancini's Child's Play series, mm. which is an interesting choice. 
I thought, uh, I'm like, oh, okay, so it's going to be on cable, which means it's not going to be able to be as raunchy as the movies. Right. And you know one of the favorite thing, one of the Chucky's favorite things to say is fuck. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's fine. I get it. Uh, Channel Zero creator Nick, uh, Nick Antoska, is also on board to mm-hmm. help develop the show. But then, in a turn of events, they put up online that apparently sci-fi, I, don't, I guess I don't watch a ton of sci-fi programming, apparently for the last couple of years, sci-fi has just let the swears go. Like, you can say fuck on sci-fi. What? Provided that their only, their only thing is that as long as it fits what you're doing. Like, if you have a character that is known for doing it, they will let it happen so that you don't sacrifice the character. Really? So as long as it fits in what you're doing, they let the swears go. Really? Yeah. They have a TV MA rating that goes on it. says that it's for adults. It'll obviously be evening programming. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, apparently... So I, I mean, because I, I know that... Uh... I know that, like, you know, shit has no, like, you can, like, yeah. you go on AMC or, like, pretty much every show on AMC. But usually, like, one per episode, maybe. Like, they uh, don't let it fly too often. I don't know, man. Like, if you watch, uh, like, Sons of Anarchy, they say it all the time. Um, that's pretty, I mean, that's crazy. That's, that's pretty, cool. And it's, it, you know, pretty, like you said, like. Pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, it's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> like, what, yeah, because, like, what is, what is, what is Chucky without a little bit of cussing, you right? know? Yeah. And a word is just a word. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, why has it got to be for adults only? So are adults allowed to go around and say that language then? No, because you, people give you weird looks in public. When you, when you, I met Chuck E. Cheese taking my nephew there, and they're like, I dropped the F-bomb, and all these parents are looking at me like, what the fuck? Whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> like, hey, adult language, I'm an adult. All right? Yeah, well, my fucking kid's right here. And I don't have a nephew. <laughs> I just hang out at Chuck E. Cheese by myself. just hanging out at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I like the pizza. No wonder. <laughs> Creepy Uncle J-Rodge. He just wanders up behind the band, you know, the, the weird animatronic band that's playing. He tries to play the drums behind it. <laughs> I'm here to mix the band. <laughs> yeah, they need a sound guy, right? Hey, uh, hey um, uh, come on come on into the ball pit, kitty. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh, balls. Uh, <laughs> anyways... <laughs> All right, next up on the TV docket, Netflix is developing a Resident Evil series, which is pretty oh, exciting. I'm so excited um, for that. And also uh, also developing it, and they're working with, is um, uh, Constantine Films, who did the movies. Mm-hmm. So they're not continuing the Mila Jovovich story, though. That's done. They wrapped it up after the last movie. That story is done. But it's going to be the same base material, though. So it might just be like, I don't know if they're going to set it maybe in the same world. That'd mm-hmm. be kind of cool. Following different people. Maybe it's going to be a retelling of those those characters, but with the same backdrop. I got a little tie. I got a little tie into that. What's that? Stopped at Walgreens on the way here to pick up a bag of ice and some oh, yeah? utility beer, and uh, I'm walking in, and there's a there's a van running outside of the entrance, and it looked like a delivery. It was That's like a, weird. Vans don't have legs. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was like a it was a like a sprinter. In vans <laughs> don't have legs. <laughs> and it was just covered in umbrella corp stuff. I was like, "What the hell's going on here? What is, what is this?" Who I, knew? I figured it would Wal- be some Walgreens is the start of the uh, zombie apocalypse. Exactly. <laughs> I thought it would be sli- like some teenager or something like that who's just super into Resident Evil. And it was definitely a dude in his sixties because he he was in Walgreens and I, like I walked out at the same time as him. Walked maybe, right up to his umbrella maybe corporation just truck. Like, I was like, "What the hell's going on here?" Maybe you witnessed something that you weren't supposed to. Like when people see the MIB in real life and uh-huh. you're not supposed to. Yep. Maybe you saw the umbrella corp. I think that's a really good possibility. Pit stopping for a Sony at, uh, 
at the old Walgreens. He just forgot to flash you, so you still remember. So he's going to be here to flash all of us oh, shortly. Yeah. I'm definitely getting assassinated. I don't know tonight. what. I don't. I don't want to get flashed by a man. <laughs> I do. Um, okay, so the plan for the series is to expand on the Resident Evil universe and deepen the existing mythology. Um, this the series will keep the basic premise, which also served as a setup, which also served as uh, a setup for the movie franchise. So like I said, they're coming from the same places. Mm-hmm. Um, the drama series will explore the dark inner workings of the Umbrella Corporation and the New World Order caused by the outbreak of the T-Virus. So mm. pretty, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be Netflix kills, no pun intended, their original programming. <laughs> yeah, so they do. There's mm-hmm. no doubt in my mind that this is going to be amazing. Sure. Um, all yeah, right. I saw... Uh, I saw it originally posted on one of the like Facebook groups that we're all a part of, uh-huh. and people are like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about this." It's like, why? Like Netflix? No, is... I know why. Because horror fans are the worst. Yeah, that's true. But nobody hates horror more than horror fans. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. It, I that is absolutely true. Because when I saw that, I was super excited because Netflix. Like their original programming is awesome. Like they've definitely have some major misses, but I feel like they treat the horror genre especially well. Like yep. the Haunting of Hill House, The Ritual, yep. and uh, other things that aren't coming to my mind. But I, I, I think I'm, it's actually the thing they do best. Is I horror. agree. I mean, I've seen I some agree. comedies and and some dramas and stuff that were really you know, good from they, Netflix, but all of the horror has been pretty. They all do it good though. Hulu does it good too. Like mm-hmm. Castle Rock. I mean, that's not straight up horror, but it's genre for sure. Definitely. You know, like, that's an amazing. Um, like well, they've got that. Uh, what is that show now? The um, Into the Dark or something. Yeah, yeah. I, which I, oh, I've yes. not seen. I, I've I haven't seen any, but I've heard it. people yeah. really like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. All right. So moving on here. Uh, here's a TV show that I never thought would ever be a TV show. Uh, Starship Troopers oh. is bring being brought to the small screen. Uh, head writer Ed Newmeyer, uh, who was the original writer of the original movie. Mm-hmm. I hinted that a potential sequel is in the works, uh, and it's going to be a sequel series to the original movie. So probably bypassing the two live-action sequels that came after it. Yeah. Um, and they're looking to... The idea is to reconnect all of the original cast. But you know what that means. Another shower scene! <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> because that was that was a thing back in the day. That was, uh, that was pretty you. much the only reason Mike watched Let me tell Starship you. Troopers. Just loved, all, been just loved all those steamy hot dudes of, in the shower. Out, outside of Time Cop, I think that was one of the first full-on like nude scenes I'd seen. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. Because actually, cause you know Starship Troopers too. was young. I, no, I was no, no. Young. There's, there's one you always talk about that you said. Time was Cop a... was my first. I know that for it a fact. It was? Yeah. For sure? I know that for a fact. Okay. Starship Troopers definitely was one of the first ones for me. and I, It was... Super awkward because my dad, my dad said, "Hey, you want to watch this movie with me?" He had never seen it either, and we're watching. It's like this is such a cool movie. Oh my gosh, there's all these naked people. And my dad's right there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Look at all those boobies." Wait, my dad's wait, right there. Wait, that's what made it awesome is the fact that your dad was right there. It's <laughs> <laughs> a real, it's a real bonding moment between father and son. It's like, look at them titties, son. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so there was, not my dad. You know dad. what though? That was also one of the very first. Kind of, we're really dissecting the shower scene, but that was <laughs> that was one of the first shower scenes though that I remember that had dick in it too. Though it was because it was a co-ed shower. There was naked dudes in that scene as well. That's oh, what yeah. he remembers mostly. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's what I, that's what I said. He was he's excited to see more hot steaming men in the shower. I wonder if they have those on Wish. Did you look those up? <laughs> <laughs> Hot steaming put, men. 
You looked up everything you else. Could. We should probably acknowledge the fact that you went down the Wish uh, <laughs> rabbit hole. I did, I did. So if you don't know what Wish is, real quick, just sidebar here. If you don't yeah. know what Wish is, it's an app that you can buy super cheap, like Chinese goods, basically. Or free. Or, or free, free. Or yeah. free. You, you basically just pay, just pay the shipping, and then which you is wait usually like seven $2. years before it gets delivered to your yeah, house. It takes forever, but the stuff is cool. My, um, my Freddy Krueger po- poster um, uh, came in like a week. Did so, it really? Yeah. My, maybe, maybe two my weeks. Watch and it that was I bought free. here like a month ago still hasn't come. Uh, remember when I bought that when we were before the show? It's because they're made to order. They're actually hand-making yeah. your watch right now. <laughs> four four children died in a sweatshop to make oh, you this watch. Um, no, but like, uh, but it's, actually, it's, just, it's basically just cheap imitation knockoff stuff. But some of it's actually decent quality, like, though. It's weird. Like, like, if you're the type of person, if you're the type of person who just likes to just buy stuff, like, there's there's a certain, there's a certain, certain uh, like, kind of euphoric feeling that you get from buying stuff online. I think it's called being a shopaholic. Yes. If you're a shopaholic, get the Wish app because literally most of the stuff costs about $2. Yeah. And it's and it's pretty it's pretty decent stuff. I've bought some tools off of there. Your bags from there. Uh oh yeah, this this bag that I carry here every week is from it and I love it. I take yeah. it everywhere with me. Oh yeah. Anyway, so if you hear us keep referencing Wish cuz I went down the rabbit hole and found um Lots I found of... some I found some men very excited about certain <laughs> things that cause anguish. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> now you, you realize when you look up something like that, that how they send you like things catered to what you what Tar- you like. Targeted, oh, targeted that's ads. All you're going to be getting. You're going to get targeted ads on Facebook constantly for pairs of anguish and like prostate massagers from now on. Oh, nice. You know what? That's your own fault, man. If you can't beat them, join them. Can't beat them, beat them. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Uh, two more things. Of TV news here, which is crazy. Everything's being turned into a TV show. All right. Um, after a failed development process uh, in the 2016-2017 season, uh, the CW has ordered to pilot a new redeveloped version of the Lost Boys TV series. Really? Um, this is interesting. Uh, so they tried to do it once, and they didn't like it, but the, I guess the studio execs were really high on the idea of a Lost Boys uh, TV series. Mm-hmm. So they brought in one of the more unlikely people ever to redevelop it. Woman by the name of Heather Mitchell. Does she sound familiar to you at all? Because mm. you are very familiar with her work. Am I? Yes. And she's mm. not a porn star. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'm probably not familiar. Uh, she was the, I guess, head writer, developer of Grey's Anatomy. Oh, really? She's really weird. So you have the Grey's Anatomy head, head toncho head writer now doing the lost boys i just lost all my street cred for being a Grey's anatomy watcher <laughs> are you kidding me I'm, most people probably watch it i'm like the only one that hasn't watched it I, I i have the excuse of saying that my wife watches it and i watch it with her mm, yes that's it <laughs> although that's the one. i although i think it is actually a quality program this was another series though that was <clears throat> met with a lot of backlash from the horror community people like eh, you don't need this and it's like it's, it's just I think so it's probably stupid. more like, because like isn't if it's bad is, just is, let it be bad it doesn't not take away from the original movie. People think yeah, this can, like tarnishes the original. Yeah, movie. you can still go watch the original movie. That's not gonna right. Yeah, Would you it's, rather it's gonna, be no horror stuff that comes? Yeah, it's just stupid. I, I think know. it's probably more so with isn't CW programming usually? I don't I I don't know if I've ever watched any of the like the horror or like genre shows on CW, but it, aren't well, they usually more like, like teeny bopper sort of, of? Some of it yeah. can be, but they also have like <clears throat> Supernatural, which is one of my favorite shows ever. So they know how to do it right. That's still kind of teeny bopper. Yeah, I was going to say it's, Supernatural it's like, kind it is, of it's, it's like the teeny bopper version of X-Files. It is, but it isn't, though. 
they do it well. It has it has the aspects of those teeny boppers like, yeah. but it's done well to where thirty three year old men can also like it. <laughs> Fuck, that makes me sound so bad. <laughs> um, no, but it's, it, it is a good show. It's smartly written and it's actually funny. And it's like, uh-huh. come on, teeny boppers don't get all of the crazy eighties hair metal references that they put in there. That's for sure. That's true. No, but they're gonna they're gonna. It's that's the thing is they're gonna bring it into the. They're gonna make it contemporary, so it's gonna be set in. 2019, yeah, well. and they're all going to be hipsters instead of like cool leather jacket wearing 80s dudes with mullets. As long as Kiefer's back, that's all I care about. You think he'll come back? I, he's my man. He's my boy. I'm that's calm. your boy, Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, I got my own nickname for him. What is it? Keith the Queef. Queefer <laughs> <laughs> Sutherland. <laughs> Oh, those uh. Icelandic beers doing things to us. All right. Uh, one last thing. And this is a quick one. Uh, CBS All Access, which is the uh, their streaming service, mm-hmm. uh, they have just ordered a 10-episode adaptation of Stephen King's The Stand. Ooh. Finally getting a proper adaptation. And I, w- I don't say that. Mick Garris did the original one. Yeah. But they're going to do it now. But I think that was only like a four-part or something like that, right? It was right? four-part, yeah. Yeah, four So this is going to be ten-part, though, so they can stretch it out longer and do a proper retelling of yeah, the story. Weren't those... It was four, like, three hour segments wasn't it yeah there something like that they were stupid long i remember <laughs> like, like what? the mini series is almost as long as the book yeah i remember watching that when i was in high school with my best friend kyle and we were house sitting for a friend of mine and he was like oh you want to watch my dog sure why not so we saw the stand was on and we watched it like all day it was especially since there was commercials it was an entire entire day mm-hmm. like ordeal like we woke up early for it we went to bed late and we watched the entire thing and it was nuts so i'm super excited for the stand it's super yeah. nostalgic for me it'll be a little you more digestible in 10 parts it's gonna be 10, ten, so ten parts so. yeah right yeah. on so anyway that is finally it on our tv news so james what's no on blue i don't want to tell you because i hate you But I'll tell you, because I like you. Master of Dark Shadows, a documentary that delves into the TV series Dark Shadows, wrapped production last week, and now Diabolic has revealed that this documentary, hosted by Ian McShane, will be hitting Blu-ray on... Baby. Baby. (laughs) You fucking dick. Will be hitting Blu-ray on (laughs) April 16th. Uh, Aside from the doc, the release will contain over an hour of bonus features, including Dark Shadows set visit and additional cast interviews. Uh, last week we talked about how Second Sight out of the UK had their site set on Dawn of the Dead, which is out of print in the US. It's also out of print in the UK. We were wondering how they managed to get this done. Uh, it turns out that they they made a licensing deal with uh, Richard P. Rubenstein, who is the CEO of New Amsterdam New Amsterdam Entertainment. Uh, Aside from Dawn of the Dead, they also announced that they will be releasing another George A. Romero film entitled Martin. Oh, Martin. Uh, there's really no more information about those. They're uh, they're saying that they're expecting that Second Sight will give them the full-on special edition treatment. Nice. Lots of, uh, lots of extras and fun stuff like that, but there's really no information as far as release dates or anything like that. So. It's very, very early in that development process, right, probably. Right, right. Yep, they just they just nailed down the, the licensing agreement, so more to come on that. Shmore? Shmore to come. Shmore to come. Yep. 
That's it. That's it? Yep. That's all you got? Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, last uh, last bit of news here. Uh, Universal is once again trying to kickstart their Universal Monsters line. Okay. Um, <laughs> so after the failed attempt at the Dark Universe. Maybe just stop. Which they finally uh, gave up on. Yeah. They are no longer doing a shared universe. But they are trying to bring their monsters back to life in individual movies. Mm -hmm. However, they might actually be doing it right this time. Because Universal made the really smart choice of partnering with Blumhouse. And their first movie is going to be, well, at least the first movie they report in this might not end up being the first one, but yeah. the first one that's being reported on is The Invisible Man. Okay. And they have brought on Lee Winnell to direct. Mm. So these are all good things. Finally, they're starting to learn from their mistakes. Um, unfortunately, and I say this as unfortunately, um, uh, the previous talent that was attached to all these movies, because they had a big handful of top stars like you had uh, Johnny Depp Tom Cruise uh, Javier Bardem Russell Crowe they were all attached to these the characters in the shared universe Angelina Jolie too I believe so she was going to so, be uh, yeah, Bride of Frankenstein I believe so um, they all still have uh, because of their deals they still have the, the rights to appear in these films mm -hmm. uh, however uh, Johnny Depp who was supposed to play the Invisible Man will not play the character he might come in another uh I, I, I was that down. was that a genuine sigh of? Did you want I, him? To I, play? Enjoy, I enjoy him as an actor. So well, so do I. Yeah. he's still he's still going to be involved though. Like he's going to, um, he's still still supposedly might show up in one of these movies somewhere. Just not this one. He's mm -hmm. not going to be playing the character that he had originally signed up. Oh, for. so they have they have a deal to be in this universal they have extended the right to turn monster down, universe. Yes. They just don't have the right to be the specific character that they, they were well, lined they have, up to it be? Like they, they have a right to turn down that role that they were offered, oh. is what it is. Like they right. have they have first choice on it, is right. what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know the I don't know the specifics of it obviously, but um they might be getting it right this time. Mm -hmm. Blumhouse, Lee Winnell produced and this is good because because the Invisible Man was kind of not it wasn't a comedy, but it was more humorous than the other ones. And Lee Winnell's got a really good you know finger on the pulse of comedy and horror, so I think this could be could be pretty good. Yeah, we'll see. I, uh, I'm excited for it. I, I'll 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 wait to pass any judgment bef until I actually see any of it. Because because I don't know. It's it's like it's hard to come back from the shit show that was that already took place. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I know. We should do we should do a double feature for an episode of uh, Dracula Untold and the Mummy, the two failed starts of the uh, Dark Universe. <laughs> we could do that. Be fun. Yep. But uh, anyway, yeah, that's all I got. Alrighty. Uh, all right, we're going to close out this new segment with, of course, another stupid fact of the day. This one's short and sweet, but here we go. An old law in Bellingham, Washington, made it illegal for women to take more than two, three steps backwards while dancing. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that law. <laughs> two steps is enough. Yeah. That's like plenty. When I, like when I see a... Well, it's, <laughs> and the reason I agree with that law is because I always want to see women... Moving forward. Ah, ah, see, what see what I did there? I'm all about female empowerment, boys. I'm picking up what you're putting down. All right, you guys. Boom! That was the news. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break. We're going to worship some deities. Yeah. And then we're going to come back and uh, report on some, how much we some died. Trolls. And, Hunting some trolls. And, <laughs> and trolls with little jewels in there. 
do their hair. You know, for the sixth time doing this, it was just as awkward. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's good. Keep it. Throughout this dulce, faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. All right, guys. All right, guys. Um, we're going to start with a movie that uh, wasn't my favorite movie in the world. I'm not going to lie. Shut up. I wanted to like it so much, and I and I know you guys both liked it. I just I couldn't do it. I actually haven't given you my opinion on it yet. Well, I know you liked it before, though. Like you were. Nope, I've never seen it. Me and you started. I, watching I tried it. to. I tried to watch it once, and I fell asleep. Yeah, with, with me. Yeah, and we then both I, fell asleep. And then I never rewatched it. Oh, I thought you did. No. Oh, okay. No, it was. Uh, it was Rob Zona who always told us that oh, it was an awesome okay. movie. Well, I know that Jansen liked it a lot, oh. so there's going to be some conflicting uh, opinions on this. The movie we're talking about to kick off this Norse mythology themed episode uh, is a movie called Troll Hunter from 2010. Uh, directed by uh, Andre. Uh, Overdahl, who uh, also directed The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh, really? And is directing the upcoming Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, cool. So he's got got some cred to him now. Right on, right on. Um, If you've never heard of this movie, uh, it's a found footage flick, first off. So if you're not into found footage, just, you know, do an about face and go the other way. (laughs) But uh, this is a group of students investigate a series of mysterious bear killings, but learn that there's much more dangerous things going on. They start to follow a mysterious hunter, learning that he is actually a troll hunter. Um, or a Trollyagirin, if you will. I don't know yeah, how to speak I, um, Norwegian, so I don't know if that's like, Swedish, rather. I'm going to let you guys take this one away, because I don't have a whole lot to add to it, and I will get into why as we go in. Really? But yeah, I just, it, it, it didn't it didn't do anything for me at all. This is this is a rarity. It is, it is. Okay. Well, um, <clears throat> starting off, first of all, I the, fir- the only time that I had ever seen it before, like I said previously, I fell asleep. Yep. And I did. I I do remember that the first time we watched it, the first reveal of a troll, I was a little disappointed because I was like, I thought that they were going to be more good looking. I just I thought that they. <laughs> I, I I expected this to be more like they end up kind of looking cartoony. Yep. And uh, and I expected them to look more menacing. That's and, one of the things that takes me out of it. Like I, yeah, I, the look of the trolls is is kills it for me i got past that this time um especially since the only troll that we had seen before we fell asleep was in each other's arms by the way um (laughs) was the uh was the uh what do they call it the tosser lad yes and it had three three heads Mm -hmm. and um it did it looked really it's still even like when i watched it this time it looks really campy it looks cartoony kind of exactly what you would see as a depiction of a troll in Mm -hmm. a cartoon and the cg is not incredible nope but i also have reason to believe that this probably didn't have a never mind it had a (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what a nok 3.5 million dollars oh okay 3.5 million dollars so it says 19.9 million estimated but that's in nok which i don't know what that is so um i'm not up to date on my world currencies uh so 3.5 million dollars that's not a lot of money to make a film well, uh, I mean, it, yeah, it is. 
It's really, I mean, Adam, when you're, Adam Green makes his movies for like less than a mil. Yeah, so. but he's not. But but he's he doesn't do giant CG creatures in his movies. He doesn't need to because he makes better movies. Well, <laughs> <laughs> when you have a film that's when you have a fo- film that's revolving around these gigantic woodland creatures it's like you obviously have to go the cg route because there's not really any way to do this in a, no, in a practical that. sense i get that and um <coughs> for for having a small budget i i don't think that they did a bad job uh i did still think that the trolls were a little bit too cartoony for my taste yeah but the story i enjoyed and i did think that there was a bit of clever filmmaking considering their low budget Sure, I mean, I, I'll, like, I'll give it that. Like they, I can agree with you. Like, it, it seems to me like, especially, there's there's certain things that, uh, certain certain aspects of the movie that I feel like, because they were on a limited budget, they were able to take things that already existed in the, uh, the, uh, the Swedish landscape mm-hmm. and use that to their advantage. Like sure. the power, the, the whole story arc of the power lines. Literally, all they had to do was drive down a road, a yeah. back road somewhere it's, off in the hills of Sweden, and they come across these power lines, and they use that as a, a complete portion of the story arc. It's these power lines were erected by the TSS, the Troll Security, security Service, Troll yeah. Security yep. Service, as a way they were they were basically like an electric fence to keep yeah. the trolls in their own territory. It's very, it's very, it's, that's very the school of Robert Rodriguez in his book um, Rebel Without a Crew. He talks about how he's like, well, when I made El Mariachi, I knew that I had a uh, an acoustic guitar and a turtle, so it, automatically those things were going to be in my movie. <laughs> it's like you use what you have, though. Right, it's very yeah. much that school of thought, and yeah. I and I agree. I thought that a lot of the movie it came off very much like they were shooting it on the fly, like they were just like, oh, here's just something really cool. Let's let's make this and use this yeah. and add production value. You. I kind of got the feeling they did that a lot in this movie. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but when you're talking about these creatures that run across the the Nordic plains, like sure, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but it, like it, using using any little bit of the the landscape or even the creatures on the landscape. Like at one point in time, there's a shot of some some uh, some sheep just roaming in a in a field. And the troll hunter said, uh, Hans, is that his name? Yeah, Hans, yep. He just, like, he makes a little comment, like, oh, those were put there as bait for the trolls. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, you can just use, like, little bits and pieces of just random clips and put a little voiceover over it, and suddenly it's a part of the story. We don't know that's what they did, but it comes off that way. I gotta believe, well, well, then, there's the, there's the glaring, the glaringly obvious one, which is at the very end of the movie, they've got an actual, um, an actual, um, uh, conference news uh, press conference with the prime minister of was, that, was that real that's actually him that was an actual really yes. that was an actual press conference that he was giving but then they did a little trick of the camera and panned over to uh what was the what was the dude Finn. from the, the TSS Finn. Finn they panned yeah. over to him while the prime minister was delivering this line about there being trolls in Norway yeah and and, and it, that's all that's all from an actual because I looked up the actual press conference, mm-hmm. and that's all there aside from the fact that the he, part. right and he does I think what they did because that's actually his voice saying we have trolls in Norway mm-hmm. there's a there's an oil field in Norway called the Troll Oil Field okay and I think what they probably did was because you can kind of there's a little skip in the audio yep so they probably took a <clears> clip <throat> of him talking about the Troll Oil Field and cut it up. 
mm-hmm. and put it in there, and that's how they got him to say that line. Actually, that's exactly how they did it. Oh, is uh, it? Yeah, because there, the edit, the newscast that they edited that clip is talking about that oil field. Mm. So they just, like you said, they just edited it just a little bit and then used like the trick of the camera to, and a little bit make of CG it, to put Make Finn it look in like there. Finn was sitting next yeah, to him. Yeah, and... And so that's what I mean. Like, I really appreciate sort of the the uh, the clever filmmaking. Like, they, I feel like they <laughs> made the best with what they had, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, and that's and that's fair. Um, just to catch people up if they've never seen Troll Hunter and they're still listening to this, basically you have a group of, uh, was it four or three uh, college students? Three college students, yeah. Who are making a, do- what are they making the documentary of, in the beginning at least? I think that they originally think he's a bear poacher. That's what it was, yeah. So there's a, there's, there was a, a whole bunch of uh, bears that were... Uh, shot and killed outside of like the uh, permits basically essentially what they have in in so they have uh, a, apparently like a surplus of, of bears mm-hmm. in that area and they have they give certain hunters permits so that they can go out and kill a certain amount of beer Call it's, a, popul- it's yeah. a culling basically yeah. uh and and they have this one guy who people are claiming is a, a bear hunt or a bear poacher rather and so they decided to go and do a story on him, and, follow him around, and find out why he's doing this. And so they so they follow him, and it turns out that he actually is a troll hunter, and they don't believe him. But he takes them out with them anyway because he's kind of sick and tired of his job, mm-hmm. and he wants us to get out so that he can retire. It sounds like he's mm-hmm. he's done doing it. He's older. He's probably been doing it forever, you know. And so they go on this this adventure with this dude. And that's basically the movie. They're just with him, following him around, trying to understand what's going on with the troll population because they're all acting weird and this and that. Right. That's basically the entire movie. Um, outside of the trolls looking really, in my opinion, shitty. <laughs> no, I don't mean that in a bad way. It, yeah. it just it is what it is. They 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 made a choice. Yeah. It's not a choice that I would have taken. Mm-hmm. Like you know, between the three heads and those the, the first troll looking really goofy when the first time that you see that reveal. <clears throat> It's just not what I don't think anybody would expect, and maybe some people like that. I personally did not. I think it's, it didn't. It did not match up with the world they were pretending this thing existed in. Honestly, I think it all lies on one thing. I'm sorry, I knew you were just going to say something, but honestly, I think it all lies in the oversized noses. That's the thing that really makes them look really campy and cartoony is their um, gigantic their noses. Fa- yeah, it's the noses. There, but even the 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 first one that you see. To, it has a big nose, not compared to the other ones that you see. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just more that it's the movement, it's the overall look of it, it's the faces. It looks like something that you would see in like a like a CG movie almost. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like where the whole movie is you know computer generated, right? Um, and it doesn't mesh well with the real world that they're putting it in. Mm-hmm. And it sticks to me. It sticks out like a sore thumb. Right. So. And I actually did like this movie when um, when it first started. I'm watching it. And I'm like, okay, I like this more than I remembered it the first time that we had watched it. Right? I'm like, this is better now. I'm watching it. I'm getting into it. It's the th- we love found footage. Um, the girl's pretty cute. That's always always a good thing to have it something helps. easy on the eyes. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, once that troll comes though, immediately I was like, up oh, there it is. I'm out. Like I it just. It, it was like it was that quick. I yeah. was like, there it is. That's the reason I didn't like it before. Mm-hmm. And I was waiting for it because I knew it was coming. And then you have the the cave trolls or mountain trolls, whichever ones they were that were in the caves. The mountain kings. The mountain kings. And their noses, they, they look like David the Gnome type things. Like like the creatures you would see in those old cartoons or something like that with the huge over exaggerated noses and like it just it didn't fit to me. 
you know, and it took me out of the movie, and I, I just really could not enjoy it after that. So I I think this is, I think the biggest reason why it's hard for us as Americans to appreciate that is a lot of this movie seems like, and I'm going to be very, like, use very romanticized terms here, but it's like a big love letter to, like, the culture there because sure. the style of the trolls was actually based on paintings like uh it, actually if you look at the wikipedia page for it there it shows some paintings that they base the entire like character design of the trolls off of mm-hmm. and they're supposed to be like famous paintings within the uh, Norwegian culture, so and that one on the top looks exactly like those the yes. the mountain kings that Mike was just saying. Yeah, a uh, a painting by Theodore Kittelson, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, it my laptop's so tethered <laughs> and it's just a mess right here now. You're, you're fine, man. Yeah, I'm I'm actually looking at it on my computer and all the pictures, and it wasn't. I said Dave of the Gnome for some reason. That wasn't that wasn't what I was thinking of. They look like creatures that would exist in the Dark Crystal movie. Uh, yeah. That's what they're. That's what they remind me of. Yeah, but that um, movie's awesome. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But it's the world that's set in, though. You know what right. I'm saying? They they would be believable in that world. Yeah. You know, I think that I understand these are famous paintings, but if you're going to put them in a real life setting, you have to like adjust them to make it look like they could actually exist. That's that's the fun of these movies is you want to suspend your disbelief and believe that these things are real and these people are actually experiencing this. Right. And when you're looking at something, at least to me, that is just so far out of place, mm-hmm. I just it takes it takes me out of the feeling of of the movie. But if you watch it through the eyes of somebody from Norway, everything about this movie is out of place. Like any all of the, like I remember we talked about this literally like last year uh, about this time when we were talking about this episode. Mm -hmm. I mentioned when I was trying to convince you to watch it again that the movie over in Norway is like seen as satire. Anyone who is in the movie that is known because if you look at the cast, Mm -hmm. they're either really well known or they're not known at all. They're also comedians. A lot. They are comedians. So you see the. So you're over in Norway. Suddenly you have this really well known comedian, and he's sitting there being this like badass troll hunter. Like it. The the movie is just kind of this weird humorous satire thing to them, and we're. I feel like we're we're analyzing it as just. Straight up yes. genre fans, stupid and Americans. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and honestly, like this is this is the fourth time I've seen it because I love this movie. This is one. This is one of my favorite found footage movies. I found it randomly on Netflix one night when I was in college, and I was just bored. And I was like, "Oh, let's watch this probably piece of crap movie." And I loved it. It just like blew my mind, and it felt I was able to suspend my disbelief well enough to where I was like, "This is amazing," and. uh I feel like, um, cause I am, I'm, 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 I definitely liked it this time. Why well, I, I watched the entire thing this time, so I got a better <laughs> sense of what was going on. I liked it more than I thought I was going to because I didn't think I liked it the first time around mm-hmm. when we were watching it. Um, that being said, I think that they would have, I think they would have been better served by doing, kind of taking the Cloverfield route. Mm. where you you don't really like you only see the monster like in bits and pieces you know what i mean yeah. like you don't you don't ever see like a full reveal of the monster until like if they if they had just so, showed like showed like 
giant looming figures in the forest tearing down trees and maybe like a foot stomping down every once in a while and then save the big reveal for the, the giant uh, Yotar at the end. end. Which that one actually didn't look that bad. That, that one, one was sweet. the best looking one I think of the bunch. The Jotnar? I think it's a soft J. Yotnar. The, the Yotar. Yotar. Is it, yep. it was a J-O-T-N-A-R? Yes. So yes. Yotnar. Yotnar. Um, Yotnar. I, that, I feel Can like... say it one more time? Yonar. <laughs> so I, I feel like I feel like personally it would have been they would have been better served doing it that way. But keeping in mind that like uh Jancy said, it's supposed to be tongue in cheek, it's supposed to be sort of satirical. I guess it makes more sense that they're they're just really like yeah. over the top, like very in line with what the with what the folklore is all about. And it's funny, like I I wish I would have taken note of it, but there are so many times where they would just say something just flippantly and it's just like who would it, it's a funny movie and it's not it's not a movie that i found myself laughing at until mm-hmm. this time really because my wife came home early today and so she's sitting there just like watching the screen confused i'm laughing she's like <laughs> why are you laughing at this this is weird i'm like because it's funny and i never realized it before this time like when you go into it not knowing that it's satire the the thing i love about this movie is you could if you really wanted to mike uh you could turn it into something that's like a decent horror movie but when you start to realize the tongue-in-cheek behind it yeah you can enjoy it in and, a completely different way and that part of it i think is just lost on me mm. like that aspect of it so i will agree that, that silly american because <laughs> yeah that's that's silly stupid um, i will i will i will concede to that point though that i I don't think that I fully understand it, so I will. I say I, I will admit that. However, one thing though that it does that I also didn't like that has nothing to do with the satire or anything. The movie is too damn long. It's it's an hour and almost fifty minutes. Mm-hmm. They could have easily trimmed twenty minutes out oh, of this movie. I loved how long it was. Oh, I hated it. Oh, it the did whole so middle, much the whole building. middle, the whole middle part though was just random shots of things that didn't matter. <laughs> it really was. It, it was so... I watched this movie in three parts. Really? I had to. Mm. I was falling asleep every single time. Because it was because <laughs> the action parts, whether I liked the trolls or not, the action parts were kind of cool. When mm-hmm. they went into the cave or whatever, hated the way they looked, but liked the idea that they got stuck inside there. Um, and don't even get me started on the farting trolls because that, <laughs> that was also hilarious. was just like I'm like. So <laughs> that's another one of the things that, yeah, that I get that Brian's but, talking about. It was like it was it was a comedic bit. You yeah, know? and I and I get it though. And me just already kind of feeling how I felt about it. I'm like mm. this is just stupid. Like I just I could not get into it. Um, but like there was so much stuff though. Like they would go back to the they would go back to the um, to their camp or the place where they're staying, and the camera would just kind of be rolling and nothing really mattered and it was like little artsy shots they'd put in that had nothing that didn't matter it's just beautiful though but you have to trim the fat though and part of good filmmaking is knowing when you're you're doing too much a lot of that you could have had all that beautiful landscape and everything still there and present you wouldn't have missed the other stuff is all i'm saying i think a lot of that though is there was there was a side story that was going on that you don't find out about until you, like you know something's happening but you don't find out what it actually is until the last 10 minutes of the movie and that's the fact that um, I don't remember his name uh, that, um no the, oh. uh, the the kid in the blue coat oh, oh. Thomas the fact that Thomas. he was he had rabies yeah 
And a lot of those shots just where they're hanging out in the cabin and he's complaining about being kind of nauseous and then stuff like that. That's what a lot of those shots served as was the fact that you could see that something was happening to him. But that story never pays off. Why? Because he never gets full on rabies. Well, (laughs) he never the, the idea of him having rabies is never paid off because they never finish his story. He just runs off. They see a truck and that's how the movie ends. Like that that story never pays off. Well, it's uh, like you find out you because one of the first things that Hans talks about, or yeah, one of the first things that Hans talks about is that he thinks that the uh, the ring Ringelfunk, is that his name? I don't even remember. The, the Ringelfunk yeah. is sick. He's he thinks that it's sick, and he's talking to a vet, and the vet says, "Can you get a blood sample?" Yeah. Finally, the blood sample comes back after a couple of weeks, and and it's right. This is right at the climax of the movie, and he says, "Rabies? Like it's it can't be rabies." And then they look at. Uh, at the kid, and they he say, was bit by it. Uh, he was yeah, bit by the troll. Right, and and he says, "You probably have rabies too." And if you go back in the movie and you look at certain things, there's it's pretty evident because he's talking about feeling sure, nauseous it's, it's, and it's evident, but what's feverish. The and then there is like the one part where the girl tries to bring him a glass of water, and he like says he yeah. like pushed her away okay. because. It's, but what's the payoff? The it's foreshadowing. Like of, it, of what though? It's of, foreshadowing of what? Of figuring out what's wrong with the trolls because from the beginning he suggests that something's wrong with the trolls. It gives you as a viewer an opportunity get, to guess. I get that, but what James is saying that there's a side story about the kid having rabies. Yeah. What's the payoff of that side story? Like the, what's the what's the point of that? The it's it's more so of watching him and and thinking like what what's going on with him? Why is why is he feeling like this? But then you find out that he might have rabies, and then he acts like a normal dude for the rest of the movie, though. Like well, it doesn't. It, there's no. There's no. They're, they're not building to anything. You know what I'm saying? Like you could have gotten the idea that the troll had rabies just from that blood sample, and they could have explained why they they could have cut that entire story about the kid having it out, and that rabies story would have still perfectly worked just fine with the trolls because you understand now the big troll infected all the small ones, and that's mm-hmm. why they're all displaced, and that's why they're acting weird. That's the payoff. Mm-hmm. There's zero payoff for for him getting bit. They never finished the story. I guess I just I I guess I never really looked at you know? it that way. Like I didn't need payoff. Like I because. Rabies doesn't present the same way in humans, really. Like you don't, you don't, you don't go rabid and start freaking out and killing everybody. It presents in a different way. So th- I don't really see where there would have been a big payoff with him. Like eventually, you just die of rabies if you don't get treated mm-hmm. soon enough. Yeah. So I, I just don't. I like. I thought it was interesting watching this and trying to guess what was going on with him. Yeah, like I, I didn't need a payoff. It's just it, the payoff was finding out that he had rabies. Well, I guess for me though, like I said, they 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 build on it though so much though. They they make sure that they they bandage up his shoulder. They there's a whole spot dedicated to them cleaning him. They put the duct tape over his jacket, and that's that there very. The rest of the movie. It's very prominent throughout the whole rest of the movie. So like, you're you're building and building and building towards something happening to him. They're keeping it in in plain view that he is still hurt, that he is still this and that. And I just, like I said, I just felt like it was a mute point. Like, they never did anything moot. with it. Or moot, moot point. I, I, they just didn't do anything with it. And that was just like, well, what was the point of telling that story if there's no end to it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because um, they didn't need that story to tell the troll story. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a separate character arc. I understand That's what you're saying. It's a waste of 20 minutes that they could have cut out of the film. <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying. What you're saying. If you're looking for a payoff like that, which is something that definitely Hollywood does a lot better, uh, I completely agree with you, but I'm the type of person where 
five minutes into a movie or in every episode of Law and Order, just ask my wife. She gets so annoyed by this. <laughs> I'm like, he did it. I, as a person who loves trying to catch clues to guess the ending of the bigger picture, I find a lot of joy in stuff like that, even when that, even when it just kind of goes off and then swoops back in later to become part of the big story. Mm-hmm. Even when there isn't a big payoff like that, if it gives me the opportunity to guess the ending, I like that. But... I do see what you're saying. They kind of did lead it. They're like, hey, we're going off point a little bit here. And then it it turns right back in. Mm -hmm. And then it just becomes back part of the normal story. And the movie's over. Yeah. So I guess what you're saying, but as somebody who loves to guess endings, I didn't need the same payoff that you did. Yeah, I guess. But they, they... Even if they would have just shown him, like, because he's running by himself at the end, he grabs the camera and he mm-hmm. starts running off by himself to get to the cars or whatever, or to get away from the, uh, from Finn. From, yeah. Uh, from the, the, the TSS. TSS yeah. Um, even if they would have at that point, like, showed him starting to go maybe a little crazy at that point, and then the camera ends, like, at least you know that he's starting to go rabid or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Or, or he's starting to feel the effects of it more. They didn't even do that. I guess it, it, it just bothered me a little bit. Um, Another thing that that bothered me is, where did they get the other camera woman from? Like your camera, your your cameraman just dies, so they call up camera women R us and ship them a new camera woman. I don't like, know. You can get. You how can get, do they get her? You can hire camera people. Yeah. It's, Spoilers: the cameraman dies. Sorry, <laughs> should have said that earlier. <laughs> you can, wait, this actually brings me back to what I was saying about finally laughing at this movie after seeing it three times previously. My favorite move part of the movie is when uh, Hans is trying to attract the troll that's under the bridge, mm-hmm. and the three billy goats on the bridge. Mm-hmm. Nice little connection uh, connection there to three billy goats gruff. Uh, when those didn't work, he's like, "Yeah, I just got some cr- uh, some blood from a Christian man," and he's holding this giant <laughs> bucket of blood. I just start dying of laughter, and my wife's looking at me like, "Where did all that blood come from?" I was like, "I don't know," but that's why it's funny. His, his armor looked like something out of uh, like Monty Python too. I thought that was uh, kind of funny. It was. It was also kind of like I just looked it up. Uh, do you remember the the guy who had the the grizzly man suit? Do you remember this the grizzly uh, man suit? This guy. He built this suit that was like indes- oh, indestructible. Yeah. <laughs> and they- I'm thinking Grizzly Man suit. All I can think is attention, bear fucker. Like, <laughs> that's all I'm thinking. No, because it was because like he built this thing because he specifically wanted to go and be attacked by a bear. Yep. And then uh, I think that is he the same guy who ended up dying from a bear attack? I can't remember. Mm, I don't think so. I think that was the actual Grizzly the guy Man. they called Grizzly yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it reminded me of that suit. And Remember I thought, the dude that made the suit to get eaten by an anaconda and then it didn't work? Yep. Remember that? Uh, wasn't yep. it the same guy? <laughs> I don't wasn't think it so. the same guy? No, well, I can't remember. Was, oh, that was the... Yeah, it, was awful. <laughs> it was awful. That's not good. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Overall, I I, uh, I was entertained by it. I do agree with you on several points. I think that the I think that the trolls were just a little too campy for me. Yeah. It makes sense, though, now that I know that it was supposed to be more tongue-in-cheek, but at the same time, it doesn't really fix how bad they looked. But I I did appreciate some of the the clever filmmaking. So I there's there's pros and cons to this movie. I'd still tell you to go and watch it because I think it's I think it's a fun enough movie. Yeah, yeah. everybody it's seems fun. to like it but me. So by all means, go watch it because yeah. I'm probably wrong here. It um, it is fun. Yeah, 
Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Okay. The car that the kids are in when they're following um, Hans, mm-hmm. and uh, by the way, it, for Hans being this great searcher tracker dude, uh, he's absolutely terrible at realizing that people are following him for <laughs> weeks. <laughs> um, but the car that the kids are driving, uh-huh. is that a gremlin? I think so, yeah. I find it funny that he's, it that he's being followed by a mythological creature. Oh, and he doesn't oh, even detect it. Look at that. <laughs> it's, a green, it's a green gremlin of just all saying. things, too. Um, yeah, I, just, I I wanted to like this movie. I just couldn't. Even my notes here, I actually, I'm like, I'm over this movie at about 40 minutes. There's just too much fat to be trimmed. Like, mm. even at 40 minutes in, and that's not even halfway through, I was just done. Um, there was maybe an, I just um, never recovered. The ending was cool. The ending sequence was really cool. Where they're yeah. driving through its feet or whatever and all that. Like that was yeah, really that cool was sequence. Yeah. I'll give it that. Like it actually kind of rebounded a little bit sure. at the end. Um, I, if if the whole rest of the movie was like that, mm-hmm. and that one didn't have the huge nose, it didn't. It was a little bit more creaturey looking. Yeah, like, I actually did like the way that one looked the if best they out of all. All of them. looked like that. I might not have taken out so mm-hmm. much. So. Um, just one last thing. So because we're we're talking about. Maybe maybe just the the style of filmmaking from that particular area of the world is just lost on us or whatever. Um, Summit Entertainment from the states actually did buy the rights to produce an American remake before this film's initial release. Oh, really? So I obviously nothing ever came of that. I don't know. Yeah, it was canceled back in was 2016. It? Yeah. The uh, the actual uh, like the. What would you call that? It's not the cover art for this, mm-hmm. where it's the the picture of the truck driving toward the post, the, the, the troll. Yeah, 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 driving toward the troll on the road where the trolls like straddling the like that's that's badass. Every time I saw oh, that so cover cool. art, I was like, man, this movie looks really yeah. cool. And so I I don't know. I think I kind of fall halfway in between where you two are on the movie. You loved it. You hated it. I thought it was all right. You got to pick like, a side. No, I, I don't. <laughs> I did like the uh, Michael Moore reference in the beginning, though. Yeah. A little, little Michigan love there. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, what did I miss? Uh, no, no, well, they, they say did... something about being diligent, and they're like, they're like, you think Michael Moore just gave up? Like, yeah. How'd... Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Just yep. a quick little thing. But, so. um, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's Troll Hunter from 2010. Yeah. That's on Shutter. So uh, yes. if you have Shutter. Go watch it. If you don't, it's only five dollars a month, so go get it. Yeah, and it's a free month if you if you're for new subscribers. God, we should get paid for this. We really should. We really should get paid. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of things we should get paid for, uh, download Netflix for a free month and uh, watch our next movie called right. The Ritual. Uh, this is from 2017, directed by David Bruckner, uh, who did um, segments in VHS and Southbound. Uh, both of those are anthology movies. Um, VHS we loved. Southbound I still haven't watched. Need to. Uh, so this is about a, col- a group of college friends reunite for a trip to the forest, but encounter a menacing presence in the woods that is stalking them. Um, I, right off the bat, this movie was a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I have not watched a movie that legitimately had me up on like the edge of my seat in a long time. Mm-hmm. And James and I watched it together, and he will he will agree that both of us were like literally like spine straight up watching this yeah, movie. There, because there were parts where we were literally both sitting on the edge of our seat like waiting to see what was going to happen oh, next. I, I love I love this so movie. Much. Yes. Um, this movie is amazing. I've heard mixed reviews. I, It's funny because I think most of the mixed reviews come from the, the reveal of the creature. I agree. I think that's what it is. Because like, this movie, like the the, the ensemble, the, uh, the acting... The, the shot like the cinematography is beautiful oh, everything soundtrack. about this movie yeah the yeah the soundtrack yo god yeah the the, the score is amazing oh. everything about this movie is awesome 
leading up to the very end when you finally get the reveal <laughs> of the creature and it seems to be the part that divides people. Yeah. Like if like I've seen people throw this entire movie out just because they didn't like the creature. Yeah, I I do believe the creature and we'll get to it, but I think the creature was more suited to be the thing that the god should ride. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like like I when I think of deities and gods, even like Loki, like this is a big Loki reference thing here. Um I still picture them in sort of like a humanistic form. Which I, which, which is probably just again a dumb American thing to Jans- do. Jansen's about to drop some knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to. Uh, is it time? It is time. Well, okay. Well, let's, so, let's, okay. Okay. Let's get well, into the movie. Yeah, let's sure. get into the yeah. movie first. So, um, so this is a movie about a group of friends. They, um, the, the movie opens. Uh, there's five of them. Six. Five. Five of them. Uh, trying to figure out what their next trip should be, right? They, yeah, they, they, they big take, trip every they take single a large year. trip every year. And uh, one of the guys wants to go hiking in the hills of Sweden. And, uh, he they wants all, to do the the King's Trail. The King's Trail. I, yeah. I think that's what it was called. Uh, all the rest of the guys think it's dumb, and they decide on their way home from the pub that they're going to um, stop at a party store, pick up some vodka. Actually, just one of them says he wants to, because it, it, it seems all of the other guys, the other four, all have their lives kind of together. They have they have wives, they have careers, they yep. have children, and this one guy is still sort of just still worried. sort of trying to find just his place just in the world. Just about getting pissed as a fought. Right, pissed as a fought, mate. That's and, it. <laughs> and so he wants to stop in at the party store and grab a bottle before they all well, part ways because he wants to get a little more drunk. And he's they saying, walk in on... does anybody want to join me? They all say no, and then finally uh, Robert. Finally Robert says, yeah, I'll join you. Okay, so they walk in. They find they're just standing there having a conversation. Like, do you really want to go hiking in the hills of Sweden? Like, that's what you want to do for our lads weekend? Is that? And then they look back, and behind the counter, they see the the uh, shopkeeper, whoever the, the clerk is laying there, all battered yeah, and bruised. Yeah. So they basically they walked into the a, a burglar, an active burglar. Um, yeah. And uh, I, pardon me on this, I never got their name straight. Like, I know who a couple of them are, yeah. but. Um, who was who was the guy that hid behind the hid behind? Luke, so, Luke. so Luke hid like, was able to get out of the way and hid behind the thing while Robert Robert thank you this is gonna <laughs> fuck me up all night while Robert up right now, was so. uh, was left there though to basically take the brunt of this and by taking the brunt it is one of the most sickening sounding Ooh, hits with a pipe ever yeah. <laughs> like he fucking goes down mm-hmm. and the second one was really unnecessary mm-hmm. like the kill like the killing blow. Yeah. So unnecessary. Yeah. The, this, so it's a couple of junkies, and they're like robbing the place, and they ask him for his wallet. He gives up his wallet, and they say, "Take the ring, like take his wedding ring," and he doesn't want to give up his wedding ring. Yeah. Which, by the way, I love my wife, but if some some weirdo yeah. is, is saying that he's gonna kill me if I don't give him my wedding ring, take the damn ring. Yeah. Well, lucky for take her, it. you don't actually, you don't actually on wear Amazon. your real one anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, especially if it's this Kalo ring. <laughs> <laughs> It cost me like thirty bucks. You can have it. <laughs> so the the one dude gets impatient and hits him hard across the skull. I say, it's the most sickening thud sound. And then oh, oh. oh man! And then while while he's laying there, like she's only one up to buy another hit later on in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't, oh yeah, that was amazing. Um, it's, but like like I said, just totally needless because yeah. he's laying there. He's obviously incapacitated. They take his ring and then the guy bashes him over the skull with the bat again. Um, like, yeah, even I, even his friends like, dude, what the heck are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he he knows that it, it was completely pointless to even hit him again. So yep. anyway, you fast forward six months, 
and, and they, they're waking up in the hills of Sweden. They decided right. to take this trip based on what he wanted to do in memory of him. Right. They're going to hike to the top of this this trail or whatever, put like a little memorial out there. Which I got to ask. I mentioned this to you when we were watching it. When you when you pouring out for your dead homie, are you supposed to empty the entire bottle? I mean, I wouldn't. I don't think you're supposed to. That was like to. an extended scene where even they were just like, damn, there's a lot in this flask. Yeah, well, I, even, <laughs> I even got like a chuckle out of it. And I think it was supposed to elicit yeah, well, a little because they're all kind of standing there like, what is, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, you could tell a few of them like, dude, that's the last of our alcohol. Yeah, what are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> slightly on topic, but slightly off topic. Uh, pouring one out for your dead homie. I saw I saw someone pouring out his dead homie the other day. <laughs> what? <laughs> so at our, our apartment condo complex we live at, there's this little pond by, by right by like the the front office where you first pull in, and it's nothing special. It's murky, small thing. And I'm driving, leaving for the day, and then this guy walking across the the street with an urn. He walks over to the pond and just starts dumping these ashes into this murky old nasty serious? pond. And I'm like, what is, this is going on? This is good enough for Roll you. Roll my windows up. <laughs> he loved paying rent here. Like, like one of the most beautiful parks in Michigan is right next door. Like, he could have went there and found a, a lovely lake. And Oh, yeah, you're right next to, uh, uh, what the hell is it called? Stony Creek. Stony, Stony Creek. Creek. <laughs> Maybe that guy just particularly loved that it, pond. It, it might have been something, you know, a family member that loved sure. that or something. I'm sure there was something behind it, but it just kind of like caught me off guard. Yeah, that's definitely or, a weird out of place kind like, of thing to see. Why does my roommate just have a container full of dust? I'm going to get rid of this for <laughs> Dumps it. You're, you're a hoarder, man. I'm getting rid of this. I'm so was my you. grandma. I, I, I meant to tell you guys that before. It was, it was actually last week coming down to the to the show, and it, it I forgot to mention it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. Pouring it out for your man. <laughs> um, yeah, so they they uh, there's a comedically long pour of uh, I mean I love you guys but you're getting like a two ounce pour. I mean, no, you know I, what I mean? I completely I'm, agree. I'm no, drink that up if saving I die. the rest. Yeah, yep. that's what that's what I would want you guys. <laughs> well, to do. well, well, my whole my whole thing is this: if I ever die prematurely and I'm you know we're all still good friends, mm-hmm. all of my friends in, in our group, you guys are all in this. I'm getting cremated, mm-hmm. and you guys are gonna take a little piece, then a little pinch of my ashes, bottom of a shot glass. I'll do and it. You're taking a shot at me. I'll do it. You I'm want to be inside it. me. I'm living, kind of... I'm, I'm living on inside of all of you. I'm living, <laughs> I'm living vicariously through all of you now. I feel like that's just a recipe for a haunting, though. I know and someone that's... who's done that. I will haunt your asshole for the rest <laughs> of your life. I'll tell you. Yeah, wow. I'll mix. I'll mix it. That's with... why he's looking up that stuff on Wish. <laughs> <laughs> I'll the mix you. Anguish. I'm gonna mix you. I'm gonna mix you with it more properly. I'm gonna mix you with hot sauce. Ah, there you and go. And then I'll put you on a wing. I'll eat the wing and then I'll shoot some whiskey. Oh, I'm into that. There you go. I'm into that. So, uh, so yeah. Anyway, they they continue <laughs> on down the trail, and then Dom, <laughs> your asshole is just burning. Damn it, Mike! No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so they continue on down the trail, and uh, it's this wide open trail on the side of the hill, and and Dom somehow falls and twists Oh, they're his walking knee. like an old creek bed or something. Yeah, like whatever. That. There's like a weird thing. Well, just have, have be, be more sure-footed, Dom. Quick side note he, on this guy. He is one of the most insufferable characters oh, I've God. seen in a movie in recent years, yep. especially in the beginning. He, but, like, oh, like yeah, he, you're, a, him. you're a Trailer Park Boys fan, right? I, you're not? No. Mike, Mike, oh. kept, Mike brought up, and he, he actually does, in quite a few shots in the movie, he looks like um, Bubbles from Trailer <laughs> yep. Park Boys. Yep. It's pretty funny. Okay, Going I, to the woods looking for the Sam Squatch. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I know enough to know that <laughs> reference. That's awesome. So, um, so they decide because he's injured now. Like, it, it, they're talking about like another what 14, 14 hour hike, something like that. Yeah. Well, well, we can take days. a shortcut through the woods, straight through those creepy woods. Yeah. Which always seems like a good and, idea. And that's basically where the movie starts. With the main part of it, you know, they 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 stumble upon some some carvings in the trees, and they they, they see the an elk that's just like splayed out in the trees, yeah. gutted. And one of them notices that <coughs> it's bleeding still, which means it's fresh. It's a fresh, which kill. means whatever did that is still around. Right. And so they keep going, and they eventually stay the night in this cabin. Never stay in the cabin in the woods. No, if there's anything that we've learned, um, especially when there's weird runes carved on the trees outside of it. Yep. Uh, and this is where it all starts. They they find this creepy looking wicker man sort of dude up in the up in the attic yeah with no it look, head it looks holding, like a looks like a shrine yeah yeah no head holding antlers for hands and then having hands for feet basically mm-hmm. weird burnt looking hands for mm-hmm. feet uh and they decide to go to bed and over the course of the night they all have these crazy visions and dreams and uh basically they're fucked from this point on this whole the woods have overtaken them and they are this whole sequence was so genuinely creepy i was was like i loved it so much because so many weird things happen in just five minutes like one of my favorite things and i know it was one of your favorite things too is it's like the middle of this just rager thunderstorm like flashing lightning every two seconds and then luke wakes up and he's looking out at the the lightning, and he's already on edge because when they were walking into the cabin, he could have swore he heard some like weird, unnatural animal sounds out in the woods. So he wakes up, he's looking out the window at the lightning, and then all of a sudden there's a flash of lightning, and it just stays lit up. It's like pause. And, the weather pauses right, right there. And the, and the thunder My goes away. jolted a little bit because you're expecting the follow-through of the of the thunder. Right. And when, or of the lightning. And when it doesn't come, you're just, it's like you stumble over what you're seeing. Right. It's like your body is is going is expecting what you would expect to happen right and and on the downfall of the lightning and the thunder but then it just stops and it's right. like yep. oh oh god the rain like, stops oh, all the noise it's, stops yeah it's and a then, really weird feeling right and then slowly the buzz of fluorescent lights just starts yes. to fade in yeah. like very subtly it it was just a very well done scene like this movie in general is well done but that was one of the better sequences because yeah. it it was creepy yeah like because you're sitting there like what's going on and then the buzzing starts in so subtly that you don't even realize it's there until he walks through the door and suddenly he's in the shop again. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, that's the buzzing of the fluorescent lights. And you realize something is amiss. Like right. clearly this is not reality. Like there's something really fucked up going on right. based on all the stuff they saw in this house. Right. Um. So he has that going on. One of the dudes is upstairs praying in well, front of the. Well, the way he he wakes up first. I I I want to I want to just like pick apart this scene and project. Okay. I, I won't do this yeah. with everything as far as the whole plot goes, but like I just want to describe this scene because it's so cool. He. He goes and he he like just like he did when he was with Robert in that shop. He goes and he grabs a bottle of vodka, and then he looks in the bottle of vodka. There's like a drop of blood floating around in it, and then all of a sudden the the shelves that he's standing in front of are torn down, and 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 like disappear off into the distance. And then he wakes up with like this huge <laughs> gasp, and he's kneeling in the middle of the forest, and you see in front of him a, a trail that's been broken into the and you see like uh, like the 
it looks like something huge just ran away from him. Sure, and the sure. trees are still swaying as a result of it. Then he hears screaming coming from the cabin. He goes in well, and... He, he also noticed on his chest. Oh, yeah. He's, he's gotten, got five holes in his chest, which I looked at. Hard. I thought it was a pentagram. I thought it was the five points of pentagram. It kind of looked like that at first, yeah. Um, I don't know if a pentagram has any symbolism in uh, or symbology. What's the symbology? Symbology of it. Uh, um, the, in Norse the, mythology, I don't know that it I, does. I don't believe so. Well, the pentagram's okay. a pagan thing, right? So it's... Yeah. I don't Paganism, really... though, is old school Nordic yeah. Yeah. religion. Well, I don't so know maybe, about yeah, it, I don't actually. Know. There was a more... Using the terms that they use, that was more of a savage thing, whereas the Norse religions were more of the, like, civilized thing. So... Oh yes, it, those gods, those ancient gods are civilized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it did exist back then within that setting, but it was separate. Hmm. Okay. So he hears screaming coming from the cabin. He runs in, and Hutch is like on the ground, just freaking out. He wakes him up. Hutch wakes up. He's pissed himself, and then he sees uh, Dom over on the floor, just like. So almost catatonic, but Dom he's but he's was, yelling his wife's name. Dom was the best. Was it Dom, the bubbles guy? The yeah, bubble? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dom was the was the most freaky one to me. Really? Because he looked possessed. Like when he's on the ground and they find him, he looks like he's like legitimately like possessed by something. Oh, that more so than the other guys. To me, to me, Phil was the creepiest one. Yep, Phil because because they don't know where he is. Yeah, and they they walk up into the attic and they find him. He's not screaming. He's not flailing around. He's just completely derobed, kneeling in front of the 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 deity with his hands in the air, praying to it, and he and, and it's like. That to me is a scary. Like, if I walked into a room and somebody was just like kneeling naked praying to this weird deity, I, I'd be like, "All right, we're gonna leave Phil here. I'm getting it's the weird. fuck out of here." It's weird to me that it wasn't, um, it wasn't Luke that was praying in front of it, though. Being that he was the chosen one, mm-hmm. it's weird to me that he wasn't the one that was up there kneeling in front of this thing, and all the rest of them were just having fucked up weird right. shit happening to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It almost seems like it would make more sense that he would be the one to wake up drawn to this this deity and drawn to this you know altar basically but phil was the one who kept kind of bringing up the idea that it was something supernatural going on yeah like whereas they the rest of them were sort of grounded in reality so i guess it kind of makes sense that he would be the one that even on his mind yeah Yeah. and if and if you look at it at this movie what it is like just another example of allegorical horror like the Phil versus Luke. Luke was definitely the one that was in the most pain from what happened because he definitely like just because I know I would. He was feeling more of a sense of shame and all that stuff, but he was also like grieving differently. Yeah. So if you look at the Jotun and the Jotun. If you look at everything uh, based on like the grieving process, it, because like the ending deals with kind of comes in full circle and saying like this is an allegory on how to deal with grieving. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way Luke was approaching it was a bit different, where he definitely wasn't accepting his grief. Like, he was trying to fight it because it was stronger. So the movie was about him overcoming his grief. So if he were to be praying to it, I feel like 
it would work less looking sure, at it no, like I get that. that. I get that. Because it would feel like too much like he was giving like, in. He, like, he, yeah, like he was letting the grief overtake him. That's yes. true. That's true. I can understand that. Yeah. yeah. That, that, no, that's I didn't kind of, think about it like that, but because, that's very true. And, and getting, I guess, getting into the meaning of, I, I guess, I don't know if we should wait till the end to do that, but the way that I, I've been thinking about this movie a lot for the last couple of days and, and re-watching certain parts of it and stuff, and just to kind of uh, just to kind of add to what he was saying, the the deity, the god, the Yotun or whatever it was, um, that's ultimately what I thought it was. Like it it feeds on. Well, and the, there's that one girl who even says like you have very you you have felt great sadness. Great. Like your pain is great, and that's why he was chosen. And it's because the Yotun feeds on that grief and feeds on the sadness and feeds on the fear, and that's why. That's what I forget what I was gonna say. <laughs> why was why was the elk so sad? <laughs> what, what happened to that elk's life? They got splayed about in the woods. Where well, did my grain go? Well, I feel like I feel like everyone that the every one and everything that the deity um, regarded as unworthy of being one of its disciples, it just got rid of. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Mm-hmm. And that's why. So Again, I ask, what the fuck did the elk do? <laughs> it was undeserving. <laughs> and so, so leading out from the cabin, they they decided Dom decides to take this trail that leads in a completely different direction. Brand he new says, trail. What's wrong with yeah? This? He says if it's a trail, it leads to civilization. No, it doesn't. Which it kind of did in a way, but. Um, they end up they end up taking off from the cabin and heading out in the middle of nowhere and camping out again. Gradually they're picked off one by one. Yep. Um Hutch Which, is this, Hutch is the first movie. one to picked off. And I went back and rewatched Hutch's death a couple of times. The most frightening thing about his entire death is uh when they wake up and they see that he's gone and he screams once out in the middle of the woods and it's just sort of like a regular yeah. Just Bangers. sort of dude scream. The second scream oh, that he guttural. lets out is it's the like, most blood curdling oh. thing I've heard because it gets into this upper register where you don't even feel like your vocal cords should be yeah, able to do yeah. that. It's just yeah. horrifying. It was that is one of the most horrifying screams I've well, ever heard in a movie. Absolutely. This, this movie is the reason that people are afraid to camp in the woods. Like I was watching this <laughs> go. Whenever, whenever I would be camping in the woods, whatever, like I'll hear sounds outside. I'll be, I'll be in like my backyard, and I'll be like, "It's a bear." Mm-hmm. Like th- that's <laughs> how I am. Now it's going to be, it's this fucking Nordic beast. Like that, that's what I'm going to think about. Um, the fear of the unknown, like, is is always been a big thing to me. Like even like when we go camping in in regular campgrounds, oh, sure. When you're butted up against the woods, whatever, mm-hmm. you don't know what's fucking coming out of those. Right. There's cougars, dude. Like there are pumas in mid Michigan. <laughs> You like to say that, but they're they're there. My point is this though, like like fear of the unknown has always been a thing yeah. for me. It's like you just don't know what's out there. Like I'll I'm that guy that would get killed in a freak raccoon accident. Like that's <laughs> me. So I don't even want to know that those are out there, you know? I feel like that was the major strength of this movie too, is like it's it's, it's the same thing that, that fucking um sorry, I'm gonna cut you off, but that movie yes, you with, do, actually. Uh, with, <laughs> with with Bigfoot. Um, that go, uh, Bobcat Goldwith did, oh, and there was that yeah, long, that extended half an hour scene oh, of them Willow just, Creek. Willow yes, Creek, yeah. just in the tent. Right, it's that feeling. Right, and it, this movie did it just as yeah. well as even as when, that one. Even when it was get because in Willow Creek you never see sure you never see mm-hmm. Bigfoot even though it's totally there. In this movie, you actually do catch glimpses of this thing that's hunting them down, but it's it's still like it's so. It's so such a little tiny bit of like revealing of what what the thing actually is that you can't really get a good sense of what it is, mm-hmm. and it, you it just made, know that it's huge, right? 
That's all you know. And I, there is one point toward the end where you kind of start to see the shape of it. You can see that it's obviously an animal, but still, you, yeah. you know nothing. So it's not not really an animal. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it is, but it isn't. So let's uh, let's kind of skip ahead to the end. And I will say this: up until you see the actual reveal, though, of the god deity, whatever, mm-hmm. I am I I could not shake the feeling. This is the movie. A lot of the people that give the the new Blair Witch movie a lot of shit by saying we were looking we were really looking forward to this movie you know because we didn't like the original we thought this was going to be better and it's just more of the same which it was right we liked it but yeah. a lot of people didn't mm-hmm. this is the movie those people wanted yeah because it mm-hmm. feels a lot like Blair Witch yep. up until the reveal at the end that was one of even, my notes even the idea they're, they're even lost, the idea you get the thing there but it's well, done you, so well even you know? even like the new Blair Witch movie you get the sense that this god can um, can is able to transform the landscape around them. Yeah, yeah. Like it's in charge of the woods. It can make you see what it wants you to see. Yep. And it can lead you in the direction that it wants to lead you in, which is, is what it ultimately does. Yeah. And it ends up chasing Dom and Luke to this little tiny village in the middle of these woods. And that's where they meet. A, a group of people who have been living there for ages. It's where they meet M. Night Shyamalan. What a twist! No, <laughs> what a twist! <laughs> it's, it's Blair Witch meets The Village. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that it? So, um, but yeah, no, the. Um, I, I couldn't shake that feeling that when I'm watching like this this is like if Blair Witch was like this right. with this tenseness and like this quality of everything mm-hmm. that movie would have been way more successful because mm-hmm. that's what people wanted. Right. So if you're one of those people Watch this movie. Watch the ritual. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's fast forward to now. They're in the house. Right. So they, they finally, they're captured by these people. They don't know what the hell is going on. They're chained up in the basement. They can see out of the, uh, like a little space in the, uh, it's a log cabin. They clear a little space mm-hmm. out of the dirt between the logs, and they can see that they're erecting some kind of structure. You said structure. <laughs> 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 uh. And they, and uh, and then finally these creepy people come in. Um, they, 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 this old woman looks at Luke and she sees he's been marked with, uh, the same spots that she like pulls down her shirt yeah. and shows him that, oh, I was also marked. You're marked. I'm marked. That means something very significant. Sidebar. What? Uh, in the book, cause this, now this movie was based off of a book. Mm-hmm. It's based off a novel. In the book, that old lady has hooves for feet. Hmm. Um, and they never show that in the movie. However, you can hear it still when she walks through. Really, I completely yes. missed that. Yeah, it's very subtle, but you can sort of hear like this shuffling of like. That's weird. It doesn't sound like feet walking. At least they, they, they're claiming. I read online, people are claiming that it, it's hooves. Huh. I can absolutely see it if you know that. But apparently, in the book, that was it, which kind of it kind of changes everything sort a little of does, bit. Yeah, if that's the case. Yeah. Um, yeah, that might I'm have been actually... like an Easter egg to where the movie means something completely different if you actually know what you're watching. Yeah, jeez. But um, but yeah, so continue. Yeah, that makes me wonder now. Um, so they they basically they they let it they let it be known that uh, Dom is not one of the chosen ones. So they're gonna go and they're gonna sacrifice him to this god. Oh bubbles! Oh bubbles! <laughs> <laughs> and Luke has been chosen. They send they they take Dom out. They they lash him to a this structure that they've erected. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, and this is when you finally see. The creature, at least yep. a little bit of it, yep. uh, and it's man, like what a bizarre. 
just the creature design of this thing is something like you've never seen before. It's, a it's cross, so weird. It's a cross between a a mutantly humongous deer, elk, elk, the the wicker man statue, <laughs> and um, a an orb weaver spider. <laughs> Okay, and also a human, and, and a also human. a human. You get the orb weaver, orb weaver part, right? Remember because the spider that took a picture that was right next to my head that one time that had all that fucking shit. Oh, the weird spikes and stuff. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, that's what it looks like. I I loved the character design from it because in the movie they I love the fact that they reference what a, a Yotun. I'm never gonna say that right, or at least I'm always gonna feel awkward saying it. Uh, but they reference that it's a bastard offspring of Loki. Yeah. Yes. And if you know any Norse mythology, Loki had sex with a lot of weird it. stuff. <laughs> like, there's an entire story where Loki turned himself into a female horse, became pregnant, and then had a baby horse. And but that baby horse had eight legs. Oh, yes, dear. exactly. Uh, <laughs> Sleepnir, I think its name was. Uh, something like that. Yeah, Sleepnir. And so the the in Sleepnir wasn't a Yotun. Uh, it was supposedly. What more, is a Yotun? It is a bastard. So the Yotun is the bastard child. Yes. Okay, well, okay. no, no. And the the Yotun were the uh, they were like um, in in Norse mythology the Yotun were so there were different types of gods, different types of deities, and the Yotun were like the the nature deities. So they often often presented as animals. I'm I'm pretty sure there's they're actually the offspring of Loki. We should check this real quick. Maybe pause. Uh, no. no, we'll look it up. We'll look no. it up later. No. We can we, we'll, we'll do it as a crash next week. Okay, so follow it. That your line of thought works really well. My uh, following my line of thought, it still works because in mythology, his offspring in one way, shape, or form was supposed to be like disgusting in some form like that's where uh Fen fenrir came from because fenrir was a the giant wolf yes yeah. uh it, it's just some sort of weird they're just not normal they're monsters basically mm -hmm. so when you look at this creature and you see that it's like this giant elk sort of thing but it, its head is literally an upside down human body it's not upside down we actually figured this out. It's because the head, the neck is still at the top. Is it really? Yeah, there's there is a neck, but there's no head, and it's got it's like if antlers you... for hands, but then it's also it's got legs, but instead of feet, it's more hands. It's really fucking weird. It reminds you of the creature from Ah Real Monsters that held its eyes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Only has antlers instead of the eyes. <laughs> it's it's kind of it's like it's like if you took two humans and cut them in half. Yeah, and then fuse yep. those two halves yep. together. So the way I saw it, like maybe he had sex with an elk, and th that part, like the head part, was the more humanoid form, uh, being part of the Yotun, whereas the rest of the body was the elk. The so elk in part, my yeah. mind, it worked fairly well, and, but I can understand how some people would be like, okay, it's some sort of weird. I don't even know how to describe it. Kind Animal of similar finger. to the way the Krampus looked. What, I in think the Yotun too in in folklore are shapeshifters too. Well, which is it kind of comes up yeah, in this movie. Sense. It, it essentially is... it essentially allows you to yeah it it 
it's it maybe it's not even so much that they're shapeshifters so much as it is uh they're able to kind of control your mind in a way yeah. like it, it allows it can project itself to whatever you want to see right exactly basically. which is why dom sees his wife right yep. before he dies yep. yes um so i have i have one thing that i want to bring up before i forget about it at one point in time when they're all still alive they're hiking through the forest and they find a, an old abandoned tent Mm-hmm. buried under a bunch of dirt and stuff and they pull out this wallet and you see a family picture and you see uh, a credit card that expired in 1984 mm-hmm. so they know that this this thing's been out or that these people were out here a long long time sure. ago and they disappeared my theory is that the the girl the younger the one. young girl in the uh in the well, vill- not young, but younger than the rest. Probably of Probably younger than the rest of yeah. them. The young girl in the uh, village is one of these family members. Because if you look at this, if you look at the family picture here, you've got the mom, uh, the dad, and the son all huddled together in a very loving way, and then the young girl is off to the side of the picture, looking extremely sad. And I feel like. Uh, I never picked up on that. You're right. And because the... I was always focus on the mom, but it makes sense that she'd be aged more. That's actually very, very true. Well, if you think about it, ni- uh... 1984, this girl looks like she's probably, I don't know, well, yeah, 12 years she's old. The one, she's the one dealing with the sadness, which is why she was chosen. Right. Which is why she's the one that's alive and was brought into... Oh, my God, I just got goosebumps. Right. Oh, I at I first never... I thought it was the so... mom, but I didn't actually go yeah. back and look at the picture. Yeah. Because the mom's oh, got like, so blonde much hair, so she, so she sticks out more in the picture. Right. But you're absolutely 100% right about oh, that. That makes it so much Dude, I'm better. I'm not kidding you. I have goosebumps right now. Because <laughs> like, legitimately. Isn't that cool? Your and erector that's... pili is erecting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's what it's called. Erector pili. You, you said your. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think, and that's why, you know, she knows that, uh, like, sh- she speaks English. So she yep. when she goes in, she talks to him. I mean, I don't know what Anna Erickson is. That could be really any uh, ethnicity, but... But she comes in, she speaks English, everybody else there speaks only Swedish. Yeah. So to me it makes a lot of sense, especially when you see this picture. It's like a little east it's a dirty skirting birdie. When you see this picture, it definitely plays into that idea that she was feeling real sadness and maybe it had something to do with the fact that she was an outcast in her own family or something like that. You know what I mean? She was she was one that So she was chosen to be a disciple of this deity. Yep. Pretty crazy, huh? Yeah, that is pretty crazy actually. Um I was really hoping, I mentioned this before, I feel like the deity looked more like what I wanted the deity to ride. Like, I like the idea of my gods being more human-like because they're scarier, quite frankly, I think. Um, and like that um, thing should have been his. That. That, that thing should have been like his steed. That would have been absolutely terrifying as well, though. I don't think, uh, to me, that to me, an animal is, uh, I don't know, an animalistic god is more creepy to me yeah i guess i don't know i just like having a tangible like you just wanted to see some badass riding yeah, on the back <laughs> kind of hair flowing back <laughs> by the way i did look Son up, of loki Woo! <laughs> i did look up yotun and it what i read is it they're pretty ambiguous like what they are because the knowledge that i have honestly comes from neil gaiman's north norse mythology book yeah. which was which feels like a norse mythology bible just the language that he used to write it so in his adaptation the same guy did the sandman stuff right yeah he does yeah. that he also did american, american gods, gods. Yep. uh 
Which, if you yeah. haven't read American Gods, you I should, know. man. It's so it, good. It's amazing. But in his in his book, he describes them as the bastard offspring of Loki. So okay. I, it seems to be an ambiguous thing because yeah, what you said is completely right. I'm I just I found you, what you said mm-hmm. uh, a lot easier than I'm finding what Neil Gaiman said in his book. Right. So that's that's where my knowledge is limited to. So right on. Yeah. Um, so let's. Uh, Sorry, breaking let's, breaking news. What? Doctor Sleep will be released in theaters on November eighth of oh, this year. Nice. Amazing. Mike Flanagan just tweeted that out. Oh, very cool. Amazing. You heard you heard it first here. <laughs> Actually, on, you heard it first uh, on from Twitter him, from him. From on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but you heard it second, a close yep. second. But you, you heard, heard it five this. days ago. Um, <laughs> I will say this: we talked about earlier about. Uh, were you done with your with your point? Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So we talked about movies that these reminded us of. When we were watching this in the beginning, too, not only did I get a lot of Blair Witch vibes, I got a lot of d- uh, Descent, the Descent vibes. Yeah. A lot of them. Only just swap out the caverns for uh, <laughs> being in the woods. Well, and it's it's funny because you said that within the first five minutes of the movie before we they even got out to the King's Trail. But it reminded yeah, And I said, I was just it. thinking that exact same thing. There was just something about it that gave me the same vibe. Um, and, I haven't seen it yet. And then also, You've something that I like. The Descent? Not yet. Oh, dude, it's so good. Oh, You're fired. I'll, I'll Go see home. my way out. <laughs> Go home. Um, another thing that I really liked, uh, their language that they use when they talk to each other, especially from the beginning of the movie <coughs> up until right when they enter the woods, mm-hmm. I responded to very positively because it reminds me of the way that we talk to each other. Right. Like, it was, you know what I'm saying? Like, Except, whoever, for, except for they all have really cool accents and we don't. That's true. <laughs> um, whoever wrote this movie, though, either had a really, really, really good grasp on natural-sounding dialogue mm-hmm. or these guys ad-libbed a lot. Sure. Because you don't get that either. It has to be one or the other. You know right. what I'm saying? A shitty writer does not write stuff that sounds that natural. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on paper would look so dumb, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, um, like you really, really believed the friendship between these yeah. guys. It like, was... like, like they said one time something about like somebody's mom and the other guy goes, well, that was unnecessary. Yeah. I, we've said that to each other <laughs> yeah. before. In the same inflections. Like, you know, it just... You know, exactly. I, I, it, it helps kind of bring you in. It makes you relate to them a lot more often. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, They're very believable. Like, there's, there's a part we almost use this for the intro, but there's a part where it's like right after they see the fucking Wicker Man dude up in the top uh, floor of the cabin, and, uh, <laughs> They're, they're sitting there talking about what it could possibly mean. The one dude's like, blah, blah, blah. Well, well, fuck me if I'm doing that. And then one guy's like, no one's getting fucked tonight. The other guy goes, well, hey, it's going to be a long night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's absolutely something that we would say to each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and it didn't seem out of place, though. It seemed like this is their banter. This yeah. is how these dudes talk to each other. You yeah, know? for sure. And um, it, it connects you with them more on like a deeper level mm-hmm. when you can put yourself in their shoes and like these are us right. like the, I get that you yeah, know yeah definitely so I thought that was like super super cool um so let's uh we only got a couple minutes left here yep. let's let's make sense of a few of the things that we were questioning uh when we were watching this movie cuz okay. there's 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 creepy chanting coming from somewhere in this house and Luke finally comes upon that creepy chanting we and, thought it was a record at first right and it looks like it looks like this weird congregation of the dead like in the attic of this house Ooh, congregation of the dead there's a metal name metal band name congregation <laughs> of the dead um and it's really creepy too because you can hear this creepy chanting and as soon as he opens the door 
it stops. Yep. And then he walks through, and then all of a sudden he sees one of these things start to breathe, and then he just lights them it's all like on all fire. It's like all these mummified bodies. <coughs> looks like mummified bodies, like sitting in pews, basically. Right. So basically, he does it so calmly. Yeah. yeah oh, it's so not, he, he's, he's probably in it. shock, you know? Um, I guess I'll just start your head on fire. <laughs> So the your head so is on fire. The the theory we were kind of tossing around about this was um was that she the young girl at one point in time he says uh, he he says something to her it was from her intro and she says we worship he says do you fear it and she says we worship it it gives us it gives us the ability ability to live beyond natural life there's no more death no more pain this congregation of the dead up in the up in the attic are not dead at all it turns out they're actually still alive and able to breathe and scream and really old right so what we kind of took away from it is that when she said that we live <laughs> are you all right yeah when, when she said shut that, up brian when, <laughs> i'm sorry when she said that it gives us the ability to live beyond natural life that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be young forever yeah so these were actually some of its earlier disciples who are just rotting away in this attic because they're so old that that they're just like they can't even move anymore. But it, it it allows them to stay alive because it needs their their fear and their pain to feed off of. Sure. Right. The other theory though is that those bodies upstairs are the same people as downstairs, and they're and like the, the, their bodies stay alive up here, but like the they were like uh, like vessels almost right. for the people. In the village still, That's, in a weird way. That was my first thought, but then when I saw the number of people up in the attic compared to the number of actual people in the village, I kind of tossed that theory out the window. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think I like the theory. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah. I'm just saying that was another theory, though. Right. So I, I like the other theory more. The other the other part was uh, at at the very end when this thing, when when the, the, the god is chasing him through the woods... And it's got every opportunity to kill him if it wants to, yeah. right? But instead, instead, it it picks him up at one point in time, and just like it picks everybody else up, it usually takes a person and stabs him on a branch up in the tree, and then that's it; they're dead. But because he was one of the chosen ones, this is what I got from it. Because he was one of the chosen ones, and it needed to feed off of his pain, and he had just destroyed that entire village. This was its only disciple left. So it, it basically needed to rebuild its congregation. Uh, I never even thought about that. And that's why it didn't kill him. It, it almost it, bows down to him in a weird way, too. Like, it actually, like... Well, no. He it, Well, first, it so at first it picks him up, and he goes, no, and he starts to fight against it, and he drops down to his knees, and he bows to it. And then it's it's pleased with that. And when it rears up... And Is it that almost, when he's bowing down? Right. It, he's uh, bowing down, and it rears up. And we we were like, why would it? Why was it doing that? It almost seemed like it was like in a way bowing to not bowing to him, but sort of like like worshiping him in a way. But I think more what it was is it was rearing up in like exaltation. You know what I mean? Like it had like Luke had bowed down to it, and it was rearing up and saying, "Yes, like like service me. Yes, like look at me in all of my glory." Sounded way worse. But then, (laughs) (laughs) but then he stands up and looks at it again. Which it could have killed him right then, but like I said, it needed new disciples. Mm-hmm. So instead, it comes down on him and uses its human hands at the bottom of its mouth to push him back down into the dirt, mm-hmm. saying, no, you have to worship me. 
But then he gets up one more time and he decides to fight against it, which is what he didn't do in the beginning of the movie. And he hits it with the axe and runs. Yep, I'm into that theory. And, and then that's, he that's he exactly finally makes it out of the forest, and it's pissed, and it screams at him, and he and screams back. And he's screaming back at it in a way to get out all of the rest of his his guilt that he had over right. it. Like mm-hmm. he's expelling all of that. Right. Yep. Um, so do you yeah. I, do you get does that sound does that I, sound about I, right? I think that sounds like, about spot on. Yeah, personally, that, yeah. That's how I felt about it because like the ending where he gets out and he's screaming at it. It's it's basically him saying I'm not going to let my grief control me anymore right. because I uh, every time he kneels. It's because he pushed him down. It's like his grief is saying, like, no, like, yeah. you're go- like you're dealing with this. And he's like, no, I'm I'm done with it. Like, yeah. I'm done taking this responsibility. And like, then I'm he done faces with this- it head on by actually yeah. attacking it. Yeah, I'm done with this survivor's guilt. Like, I'm in control of my own destiny. Yeah, yeah, I get that. The uh, the two takeaways that I had from the from the movie is when the, when the deity does like kind of rear up or whatever and he does like its little pose or whatever it is that it does mm-hmm. looks exactly like Galactus's hat. <laughs> it does. <laughs> just saying, just putting that out there. There could be a correlation, maybe not. Also, this movie boasts um, the single most satisfying scene of an old woman getting punched straight oh, in the face. God. <laughs> it was so good. The, the most single satisfying one. Well, it's funny because in in movies like this, when you see those old crones. <laughs> Usually they have some sort of like supernatural power, so they're they're kind of to be feared. You know what I mean? Like she reminded me in a way of uh, in in uh, the Green Inferno. There's like the the old lady, yep, who who's all painted up and she's got the big headdress on, and she's the one who kind of uh, like when they strap the the big guy down, and like she's the one overseeing the whole slaughter of that guy. So in movies like this, when you see those old crones, you you think like, oh, they they must be so powerful, they're to be feared. Nope. And then he walks out of the attic after he just got done setting the congregation of the dead on fire, and she is like standing there to confront him on the stairs, and he just looks at her for a second, and then bow, <laughs> just socks her in the face. <laughs> it was amazing. so good. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck old ladies. All right, uh, totally. so. So I think that's it. I mean, yeah, that's there's not it. much else we can say. Yeah, about it. it's a we, great movie. Watch it. Oh yeah, it was we excellent. left we left some stuff out. There's a lot to be discovered still in this movie. Watch it. It's it's fantastic. Yep. It's um, it's just a really good, creepy, edgier seat mm-hmm. fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And symbols symbols creep me out. And this movie has a lot of symbols in it. I don't mm-hmm. know why they do, but they do. Um, yeah, like so, yeah. The, the ones carved on the trees, you mean? And I dare, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I dare you to watch this movie and the next time you go camping, not to think that there's a giant deity outside of your tent. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <clears throat> on that note. Yes, yes. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on SoundCloud, Instagram, and Facebook at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC on all third, first, second, 77th uh, streaming platforms. All that. Clearly, you already found us if you're listening to this, but uh, tell a friend. Maybe they didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, swipe right. Yes, yes. On uh, on the old uh, grinder. On the old. <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. I don't know that I want that on my phone, but we are on Tinder, so swipe right. You better watch out for those targeted ads. It's coming. Right. If you want to find J Rodge, you can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording, and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. All right, boys, that'll um, do it. Yeah, I'm not sure what next week. We're still not going to do the Wheel of Pizza Death. No. Um, we have some ideas still in the pipeline. 
Honestly, though, being that I'm going to be on vacation until Monday, I'm not sure how much time I'm going to have for my next idea. So mm-hmm. we might need to do next week on the fly. Yeah, we'll so figure we'll something out. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll throw but, it up um, on Instagram and let you know what uh, we suggest to watch yeah, next week. One of these days, though, we'll get back to the pizza death. But until uh, then. Maybe. Jancy Pants, thanks for coming out. Oh, thanks for it's having me. It's good seeing you. It's good time. You're always a fun, a fun guy to have fun with. <laughs> mm, <laughs> Cheers, boys. Mushrooms. Try to have a good night. How do we get glass bottles? <laughs> <laughs>